Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, the Elder Scrolls gameplay and news podcast from Arena to Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Online. We are a Quest Gaming Network production available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Teardos, the 26th of Last Seed, and I am your host, fellow Tamriel Traveler and the man who will always carry all the groceries into QGN Manor from now on. Evarwin! Oh, I'm glad you admit it. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. Today's mid-dust. Today's mid-dust. I have no idea what day I'm living in, to be honest with you. My schedule is so screwed up. <laughs> See, this is like my uh, my version of Sunday, so I'm a little screwed up, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you on that one. Uh, big howdy and hello to our YouTube chat room over at youtube.com slash network slash live. And that lady over there, a lady among thieves, thieves, and our exploitress, Liz, Mistress Lebo. Hello. hello. Now I need to go let Captain Nibbles out or else he's going to keep banging on the, on the window until I let him out. Well, uh, the captain has called and you must answer. Yes, I must heed his his call. Yeah. You can't resist him. When you open up the door for him, do you have to like put your put your leg on a chair or something and make the Captain Morgan stance? Uh, no, but he does that when he wants attention. Either that, or he'll put his claw right in my butt. He does it. Wow, wow. Yeah. Moving on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so when the boogeyman goes to sleep at night, he checks his closet for Rob Rage Philosophy. You know it. Just because uh, if you wake me up in the middle of the night, um, there's not really anything I could think of that's more frightening. <laughs> uh, and of course, this man, he dipped his fingers in Ethereus and pulled out some goo. Mike, the like historian. <laughs> you. So, uh, you I don't know where to go with that. I want to tell you the story about what we had at work today, but I think, you know, it might gross some people out. Oh, is there some uh, Ethereum goo there? Uh, no, it's about dipping fingers. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you? Hmm. Uh, I've, I've, been, I've been told that uh, a uh, checkup that uh, men of our age have to have on a regular basis oh, uh, oh. feels <laughs> like uh, the Barbie butt, I guess, <laughs> when uh, the doctors have to do the check. Oh, God. <laughs> I am so sorry, dude. Why would a car for life now? Why would a cardio check have to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm hopelessly lost. 
That's okay. I have two, <laughs> and I think 40. that the uh, the person who was doing the uh, shadowing today uh, was kind of lost too when the doctor was talking about that. As in, as in Doctor Who, or, or no, as in all the doctors that I work with. You know, we it, <laughs> the school has started again, so a lot of the kids are shadowing doctors, uh-huh. and so um, you know we're in the lab talking today. And uh, this young lady is shadowing one of the cardiologists who was on call, and uh, we were talking, and uh, the the conversation took a turn for the worse, let's say. And, uh, you know, he was getting great pleasure out of, you know, I think grossing her out with all of the different stories uh, of uh, ER medicine and uh, things of that nature. Well, it uh, it certainly sounds like it. That's that is for sure. <laughs> God. Uh, so so. uh What's funny is hearing Liz squirm. That's that's amusing. Yeah, because I didn't know what he's talking about. You're like, Doctor Who? What's going on? And I'm like, oh, God. Incidentally, do you think in Spanish-speaking countries they call the show Dr. Kien? Like, do you think? <laughs> do you... <laughs> I, was, I was wondering that. Anyway, um, we've got uh, we've got some nice, wonderful sponsors we'd like to shout out this week uh, while Liz lets her cat back into the house. Uh, no, well, yeah, it's, it's been like one minute, so he'll probably want to come back in right about now. I'm sure. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. so are we good? So, so maybe. Yeah, you know who's even better? Who's that? Brendan Crow, who donated this week. That's amazing. Oh, oh Brendan Crow, oh. thank you. Hey. Yeah. See, right back on track. Boom. Bam. That's how I do. That's how she does. <laughs> We're also sponsored by. <laughs> guess what? Tweakedaudio.com. Go there. Quality headphones, free worldwide shipping, and 30% off with our code off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com. Yay! Yay! Oh, that way that, that bass in uh, in Avarwin's... I'm sorry, now I'm getting distracted. The bass in Avarwin's voice can be heard, and it'll, yeah, really well through those. And it'll be audible. And it will be audible. Speaking of audible... Hey! Ah! Oh! ba <laughs> Another one of our responsibles, or one of our responsibles. I'm responsibles. not. Is that like a lunchable? <laughs> did, I, did I tell you I woke up at like 5 p.m. today and I'm still not really awake? Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> uh, yes, one of our our other sponsor, Audible.com. You go to audibletrial.com slash Network and you can download a free audiobook, which is a really, really, really good deal. My mm. mom does it. Why don't you do it? If Liz's mom does it. You should be doing it too. Just saying. Right. If Liz's mom jumped off a cliff, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, because if Liz's mom does it, you should be doing it too. <laughs> I was going to make a really bad joke about dad, and I just, no, no. Um, okay, and we've also got a well. star iTunes reviewer, and from Nathan Graves. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Mr. Nathan Graves, for your five star review. And, uh,. And for that guy who left us the one-star review, yeah, yeah. Did he at least leave comments as to why, so that, you know, we could grow from it? Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, okay. And, 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 uh, oh, was... great. So I won't be checking the iTunes five-star reviews for a very long time until a lot of people have written in. So I'll see it. It wasn't like it was. It was kind of silly. Like he was. He was basically saying that we're too silly for. That's actually the. That's actually what it what? was. We're we're too silly for, for. Yeah, he doesn't like the comedy. So I was like, hey, we can't change that. But 
Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Well, it's the reason why I'm bringing it up though is because that in and of itself I find I find very amusing. I think it's very silly, so. Listen, well, stop oh. being so funny. Well, I'm going to start lecturing I like know. I do my kids at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we can all fall asleep. Exactly. <laughs> well, so much for my dreams of uh having uh, Elder Scrolls off the record on NPR. <laughs> yeah. Sort of sad, right? How would yeah. that sound like Today in Cyrodiil, uh, mass people died today because another army moved in and uh, maliciously used Meteor all at once, spamming the server. Uh, today we have um, someone stuffy and old to comment on this. How are you doing? Oh, wait, hold on. He's coughing off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Was that about it? I, I don't today. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Rob, uh, so... Maybe pan away from me for a second, and maybe Rob can, you know, get out what he no, needs no, to get no. out here. Wait, I want to go back on this. Okay, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> She's about to lose it. That's it. I know. Who the hell wants to listen to something about a game that is supposed to be fun in the first place? Uh -huh. Why would you want to listen to something serious? Do you know how boring that would get? We'd it, run out of crap to talk about. Yeah, that's why I didn't take it serious. Oh, that's, why, that's why I'm bringing oh, it up, because I, with this guy. I was laughing at it. I, <laughs> I didn't take it serious. I was like, all right, whatever. Oh. Well, you I know, think that just... we should read the binary code for ESO. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, zero, zero, one, 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 zero, one, one. Oh my God, Mike, <laughs> that is so avant-garde of you. <laughs> Tune in next week as we read off the console item numbers for Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I have a coffee mug that says uh, "Genetic Spelling Bee." And it has a scientist there on stage, and it says, please spell chicken. C-A-G-G-T-A-C-G. -G -A -G. <laughs> All right, Hobbit. God, jeez. He's like five to ten minutes in. Where's the Elder Scrolls talk? Oh, Hobbit uh, left that message, didn't he? I didn't know Hobbit cracks the whip on us. Oh, my goodness. Hobbit, go to timeout. I know. No, he's right, though. <laughs> I can't mute him. Yeah. But anyway. He's too lovable. Hold on. Get, get, got to channel my road here. Anyway. 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 <laughs> Shout out to Road. Uh, so speaking of Elder Scrolls talk, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, also, some Skyrim and Battlespire all within our gameplay. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and we also have some uh, pretty good discussion topics for the week. Uh, a new Skywind video uh, showing the progress of the Super Mod and uh, some layoffs at Zaz and uh, what that could mean. The uh, IC or uh, Imperial City, for, for those that have been living under a rock, open to all and then gated later by Brian Wheeler. Uh, and lastly, it'll be a very long time before we talk about the next Elder Scrolls game, uh, according to Pete Hines. Boo. No. Boo. Plus, we uh, we do have some Tamriel's rumors, uh, some data-mined images of crafting items. I always love data-mining. It's fun. Yeah. Plus, we got a really good crafting table, a Rage of the Week, uh, somewhere in here at a random moment of my choosing, and uh, your emails. All right. Well, uh, before we get everything started, we always like to mention something very briefly. Uh, Mike, what do we have for everyone today? So, yes, uh, today, Redguard, Battlespire, and Morrowind, some of the classic games, are now available 
on GOG.com for 33% off. Morrowind Game of the Year Edition is $19.99. The Red Guard and Battlespire are both $5.99 each. Uh, the deal will last for the next six days, so jump on these if you haven't, if you don't already own them. Uh, if you're not sure if you want to play them, check out uh, on our uh, streams Mark's Red Guard Adventure and Mark's Battlespire on the Quest Gaming Network YouTube channel to see if you would like them. Uh, I actually picked them up just before the show started. Uh, I know that when we looked at Battlespire to order it to get the hard copy with the CD or DVD or whatever it was, that it was a couple hundred dollars because yeah. it's what? so hard to find. Oh, yeah. So the fact that you can get the game for five ninety nine, you know, it's a great deal. So, someone at uh, at eBay is screaming their head off right now. Oh yeah, somebody's <laughs> flipped the table. Yeah. Oh man, how am I going to pay a light bill this month, man? <laughs> Just have to sell my first edition Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I don't have a Black Lotus, but I did go through my Alpha deck, and I did find uh, one card in Magic: The Gathering that's worth 160. So I was stoked really? about that. Wow! By <laughs> by the way, um, while we're on the topic of just like something else, um, uh, Magic: The Gathering, and of course, then Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit, very briefly, about about what you recorded yesterday. So, uh, myself, uh, led by our DM, Mark, from uh, Classic Elder Scrolls and all of his Mark's adventures, along with uh, Steve, Tim Twig from Dancing with Daggers, and TS Fangirl, Luna, uh, set up and recorded our first uh, QG DND stream. Uh, so we uploaded the video, and it should hopefully be on YouTube sometime very soon for the channel. Nice, nice. Looking forward uh, to seeing that. Two um, hours of craziness. What? What's that? Two, tell me your theme song is that song by Stephen Lynch. It's D&D. <laughs> I have no idea. All I did is do the local recording because Mark is the DM, has everything available on his screen. So uh, he wanted one of the players to... Uh, um, okay to do it so yeah. we're hoping to upload Teamwork. it to youtube and then uh once he's done the editing wants to put the beginning piece on it and some other stuff and then uh hopefully we'll also have it available for podcasts soon after that yeah. and uh, i think it's going to be every other week that we're going to record one sounds sounds good to me um also i uh i got confirmation that one one of the producers here at qgn is uh highly 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 interested in doing a Magic the Gathering cast. Really? It's uh, Yeah, it's going to be... Um, the way he pitched the idea to me a couple of days ago, so just to, give you, just to let you know where we're at with uh, this sort of thing, um, it's not going to be your standard podcast. not like news and whatnot. It's just straight uh, gameplay, kind of just they're playing Magic the Gathering and talking about it, and, you know, that's basically My understanding it. is supposed to be, like, actual cards, not the... Not the digital version. Right. Yeah, they're actually going to be getting together. They're going to be putting a camera on their, on their table. They're going to be playing the cards. So uh, looking forward to whenever, you know, that that might be coming yeah. coming on out. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. You know what's good about that is that that is great for people that are at work and they have a job where they can 
they can listen to crap while they're while they're working. Like what when graphic design stuff for me, I can listen to whatever because it doesn't distract me. That is awesome for people that just want to kind of play while they're still at work. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I was into it. I told them I said go with it, run with it, and let me know. You know when you come up with any any ideas and whatnot. Uh, you know you let me know where it goes. So, um, someone was uh, calling something out in the chat room. Wanted to bring attention to. Uh, oh, Musclehead saying, is the D&D going to be a podcast? I think, yeah, we're, we're, it's really kind of in Mark's hands, uh, Mark and, and Mike. Uh, yeah, so- we're hoping to put it as a podcast, um, you know, digital or uh, video on YouTube where you'll be able to see uh, uh, Roll20 as Roll the Dice, move our little computer tokens around. Uh, but most of it, you know, the hilarity comes from, you know, the interaction that we have on voice chat. So, yeah, yeah we're hoping to put that on there. All right, folks, listen, I'm going to do a little bit of a switcheroo. Um, what? Instead of going into our gameplay first, I want to hit on these discussion topics, and then we'll go into the gameplay. Okay. All oh, right. Chris, now I have to, you know, clean all this up and move things around, and, you know, my notes are going to be all screwed up. Roll down. By the way, that, that Elder 14 Scrolls pages thing. of notes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he does have 14 pages of notes. And huge margins. Okay, folks, if you've never seen the notes for Elder Scrolls Off the Record, they've got, like, two-inch margins on each side. So, therefore, our notes are, like, 15 pages long. <laughs> it's just one-word column all the way down. Yeah, basically, that's what it is. <laughs> and so when I say I've lost my place and people make fun of me, I'm like, no, it takes a long time to find whatever I'm looking for. It does. It does. But, you know, I got a compliment the other day when I was at work. You know, uh, I was I was writing up a, a police report and, and someone said, man, this is a really good report. Like, you're like really thorough. And I'm like, you should see my show notes. <laughs> 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 All right. Listen. We got a lot of stuff we want to do. Um, all right, discussion topics are going to be first because we've got a lot of things that we want to at least touch on and, and bring up and discuss a little bit. So, so here you go, right after this. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. So, in the Greater Elder Scrolls community, okay. There was a new Skywind video showing uh, progress on how how this uh, this mod is going. So fans of Morrowind received a little bit of a treat this week as modders of the Skywind project posted a new video showing off some of their newly developed locations. Skywind is an ambitious mod nearly four years in development that is attempting to rebuild the world of Elder Scrolls III Morrowind on Skyrim's engine thus updating its graphics and overall capability of the game. The authors of the highly anticipated but long-awaited mod maintain that Skywind will feature all of the same quests, locations, features, and NPCs. And the release of the video shows their continuing commitment toward the project, with, which we'll, we'll show for you today. Um, now, before we get into this, guys, did, uh, did anyone have a chance to, to take a look at it before we, we start up? I have I, not, but I've I seen did. all the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of sort of figured. Um, it's it's a minute long, and uh, I sort of want to just you know show everyone, you know what what this sort of thing looks like. It's it's really kind of cool. So, if you will, Skywind.
There you have it, folks. And for updates, you can go to tesrenewal.com. Oh, it gives me chills. Doesn't it? Oh, I love it. Oh, my God, I freaking love it. But I don't, I've been waiting for Skywind for a very long time, just mainly because Morrowind has a very special place in my heart. Uh, as being, you know, the game that that reeled me into this franchise, um, and just seeing what they have done with it up to this point, um, bringing it uh, up to date with the graphics. Uh, I mean, like the, the section there, the, the, it just looked like Satanine, but it looked like Satanine in modern graphics. It, it was amazing. Rob, uh, you you've played a lot of Morrowind. I mean, what did you think of? Was there anywhere in particular that they showed uh, that that you want to sort of maybe add add some comment to? I mean, uh, one thing that I had caught was Red Mountain. Yeah, with uh, w- with Red Mountain, um, it was. It, I mean, it looks completely different, but you can you can tell that 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 it is that same area. I mean. To, to be perfectly honest, like about about this mod, I know a lot of players uh, were very excited to see parts of Elder Scrolls Online that they had seen in previous games, and that uh, essentially, you know, w- when you actually get in the game in ESO and you see, okay, I'm I'm in Windhelm or I'm in Riften or or the Rift, it's like, okay, it's laid out the same, but. I don't know, like the scales off. It's not quite there. These guys nailed it. Yeah, freaking nailed it. What gets me is the textures. Uh, they got in real close to a couple of things, like the guar, the guar pup. Uh, just to just to name two. Um, that crazy worm that always kills Rob. Yeah, yep. yeah, that was there. Um, so. When when you're looking at a mod, you know sometimes the textures on it, you know it, it you can tell it was it was done by, you know uh, someone who's learning, and in this particular case, um, it doesn't look like that. It really like what strikes me about this uh, Skywind project is that it actually looks like it was being developed by Bethesda. It it does. It really it, does. It, it it really does. And one of the things that really stands out about this. And you know, take this however you want, but with with the quality that is being put into this project, you can tell that these guys are very, very passionate about it. Because I mean, yeah. like, how, how are they funding this whole thing? Isn't this all just volunteer work? It is. Yeah, there's and, and, lots and of guys. It, and any funding that they're receiving is donations. So. They're they're doing it with very little turnaround, or at least you know financial gain. It, it's all just because they enjoy doing it. And well, I was I was reading on uh, their homepage uh, in the comments. Somebody was complaining about how long it's taking for it to come out, and their <clears> response was pretty much volunteer. If you want to see this come out faster, you know our contact information is here on our homepage. Volunteer to be a voice actor, to do some scripting, to do some modeling. To you know, you know, do something to help it get along because they're going to release the whole game. So more, so Mark is going to be uh, you know trafficking uh, Russian uh, mail order brides again with higher graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, oh Mark! God, you guys should do some voices on there. Aww. Oh, I, I would love that. That that would be awesome if they're that open. Well, you know what? Let me. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send them. I'm gonna send them something. 
I'm going to send him something and, and just say that, you know, maybe we'd, we'd like to get involved with some kind of voice work, something. Because I, I would love to, when this finally comes out, I'd love to be able to say, like, I had some sort of help with that project. It would, Aww. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. Um, You're going to forget. No, I'm not going to forget. Just, and just, I'll do it at the end of the show. You know what? You forgot when, uh, when Dragon Age called out for people. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Uh, that's true. I did forget. You're right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, would you, would you mind number two here? Confirmed Zoss lays off customer service employees. Submit a rash of rumors on Twitter that customer service agents of Zenimax Online Studios, Ireland and Maryland centers were laid off. Bethesda Software released a statement late last week confirming that this has indeed happened. Following the successful PC and console launches, the Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited, we have a thriving online community and have adjusted customer support to meet the ongoing needs of our players. Customer support for ESO will be outsourced fully, a third-party company who will take care of the game's support from now on. Right. So I kind of want to throw this out there to all of us to sort of discuss. Um, usually, um, usually on this show, we'll we'll uh, we'll tell it like it is, and then we'll we'll sort of leave off and say something like, you know, guys, uh, you know, listeners, you know, we'll find our way. Don't worry. This isn't the kind of thing that you should be worried about. Uh, this is the kind of thing you should be worried about. And and not in the way that you know this is. <laughs> well, when it comes to Elder Scrolls games, okay. The sky is falling. <laughs> um, oh, if Arwen. Not not in the way that you know it's the sky is falling and that uh, you know the game is 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 dying. But in in the way that if you have a real problem, okay, trying to get a hold of anyone with any real answers is is going to be a bit of a pain. Um, mm-hmm. What I have an issue with is is the uh outsourcing customer service i have an issue with that um before i get into any of that though let's we we haven't really heard too much from liz just yet um liz do you have do you have anything on this you what's your opinion what do you think what are your thoughts uh well you know you and i were talking last night first of all it was hysterical because you were reading something else last night when he brought up the subject he was looking up information about it, and he was reading something from 2014, mm-hmm. not knowing <laughs> that it was old. It's literally the same story from, from 2014. Is, it, and, like, even some of the statements uh, were exactly the same. And so when he was reading it again, I was like, are you sure this is the one that you knew was from, like, yesterday? Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and I had told Avarwin when he mentioned the, the outsourcing and they're not going to be – uh, responding as well as they have been. I've got to tell you something. Okay, the first three months of the game when I had a problem, I got a, a personal response from the the help team. It was very nice. They were very thorough. And lately, I've been getting automated responses, which I can understand. Um, yeah. Especially since a lot of them were me reporting players. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if I had a general genuine concern like a, here's a bug it was just we hope this issue was re- resolved even though i know it wasn't uh because it was an instant email back you know um so i'm not seeing that even if they outsource anything i'm not going to see a difference because i haven't seen any kind of real customer support anyway lately good good uh good thought uh for sure um now this kind of thing it's it's normal it really is 
Um, so when I first saw this, I was like, oh, okay, why is everyone going, you know, crazy over it? I mean, it's really, it's really kind of par for the course. Um, and, and you ask yourself, well, why, why do you think that? And it, well, I mean, we had, we just had, uh, the, the, uh, console launch and when you're, when you're doing something huge in, 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 uh, in an MMO and you're opening up basically your, your, um, your game to other platforms that lots of people are going to now be able to access that had not accessed before, you're going to need a lot of customer service because it's a brand new platform and you're talking about a much higher population of people. So you're going to want to hire and keep a lot of customer service representatives around to make sure that they're able to deal with the, uh, uh, the higher demand of, of, um, of calls coming into the, to the call center. And uh, with console launch coming and then going and, and people who are going to play the game on console are there and those who don't prefer it have probably have moved on at this point. Um, I could see why they'd say, all right, time to trim the fat a little bit. Let's um, cut down on the customer service because we don't need quite so many. But um, when you're talking about the um, getting rid of, of uh, your customer support to the point where they're also saying that customer support for ESO is going to be outsourced completely to a third-party company, now we're looking at we're talking to somebody who knows nothing about the game and it's going to be difficult for them or a little bit more difficult than it was previously to get someone who does know how to talk about, uh, who does know how to, how to fix the issue and, and whatnot. So it's not going to be so easily available, uh, to find, to find help. You're going to be talking to someone who's got a script in front of them and, uh, has a, a very clear way to deal with a lot of common problems, but, Really nothing um, out of the ordinary should something occur. So that's why I'm saying this is something to be concerned about. Um, Rob, what about you? It looks like you got something you want to say about this. All right. <clears throat> Cue the music, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are we there already, then? <laughs> ah, what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me. Man, that's some bullshit. Ah, come on! Of the week. So what do you got? Okay. As <laughs> Hobbit says in our chat room, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Basically, the way that I'm looking at this. All Jesus, right, he took the there, glasses off. There, there are two. <laughs> it's going down, man. Yeah, you can see the of his eyes now. Yeah, it's going down. I, th there, there's two sides to this that you can look at this. All right, one side when they you know they say uh, okay they're, they're laying people off um, because console launch is coming gone and the call volume is starting to die down. Uh, I I understand where they're coming from with that, um, and you know the company has to save money. Now what Ivarwood said, what I don't like is that they're starting to outsource it. He already said, okay, they're bringing in people that, that don't know about the game. Um, now, these people are likely going to be trained up on the basics of the game, but their knowledge is going to be very limited. What has me extremely worried about this, all right, all right now when, when they say outsourced fully, 
Uh, I don't like fully. I don't like outsourced, but I really don't like outsourced fully. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, outsourcing, you know, I, I tend to think that, okay, we're, you know, whenever you call like tech support and you have some guy that says his name is David, but he probably is clearly sitting in New Delhi. Okay. Um, that might not be the case with this. I really hope it's not. Um, but they could just be going to an outside contracting company, uh, for workers that are, that are willing to be paid less. All right. Um, what I'm worried about because I'm start, I, I I've seen this with other games that have gone to the uh, free-to-play, pay-to-play, whatever you want to call it, you know, in, in some way there is an option where you can play the game without paying any money. Um, these companies tend to prioritize those who have subscriptions. I recently discovered that Rift now does this. That upset me very greatly. Um, that is what I am afraid is going to happen with Elder Scrolls Online. Is that if you are not an ESO Plus member, if you have a problem with the you know with the game or something going wrong with you know your crown balance? Oh well, I, I had these crowns stockpiled. I wanted to buy the Imperial City DLC, and I didn't get the DLC, but it took my twenty five hundred crowns. But if you are not a subscriber, then guess what? Tough pig crap. Okay. That is basically what you're going to be getting, or what well, I'm, I'm afraid is what we're going to be getting with this. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to say the writing is on the wall, but uh, I know Swotor did it. Like, yeah. like if you've got an issue with Swotor and you try to contact their customer support without being a, a paying subscription member, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. And now that Rift's doing it, you know. I, I, I just I see ESO going the same way, and that that is what bothers me about this whole. Thing. Blame them though. Uh, on the flip side of yeah, that, yeah, I can blame them. Up. I can blame them, and this is what pisses me off. All right, this game is not supposed. This game is better with a subscription model. All right, I'm sick and tired of drawing the line backwards. Of 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 allowing you know some some you know group of of people. All right, who are looking for a way to make the game make money instead of, you know, building the game that is going to get players interested, which is, by the way, a great way of making money, and developing in that way. You know, if Bethesda thought the way that, that whoever is making these decisions at either ZeniMax Media or ZeniMax Online Studios is, is making these decisions, then Morrowind would never have come out. It never would have come out if that were the case. So, can I blame them? No, I can't blame them, Liz. But that's after they already shot themselves in the foot, took an arrow to the knee, <laughs> and found themselves in the deplorable position that they now exist in. Okay? It's like walking into a dungeon without any armor, without any weapons, and zero health potions, and saying, Oh, well, you know, I guess I'm just going to have to increase my hand-to-hand uh, -hand, uh, uh, stats. That made no sense. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> it, it, no. Um... My fear is that we're gonna be. It's gonna be outsourced to the same people who are the gold farmers that they tried to get rid of. It's gonna be rooms full of these people. Going, How can we help you? How can we? Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> they empty your inventory. So this whole thing gets me real heated. Um, 
I know, really. I was a little afraid that a meme might come out of this afterward. Um, I know some kept of our it. listeners are very they like savvy. If Arwen memes kept it kept it in check this time around, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the, the the big issue that I have with it is that, um, especially in in the days of beta and uh, the PC launch, the customer support was top notch. If you go to Reddit and check out the Elder Scrolls Online Reddit, um, there is a ton of posts about how Zoss's customer service is top notch and I'm afraid that we're not going to be seeing that anymore well to give you a, a, a comparison in the real world beyond gaming at one point in time there was a four letter computer company that everybody bought their computer from because not because the computer was great but because their customer service was so great that it put every other computer company to shame and then the entire outsourcing happened and pretty much they, you know, have huge contracts still, but their customer service is crap. And I won't buy a computer from them, that's for sure. Because uh, for as much customer service as you get, you might as well take the chance and build one yourself or go with a no-name company. Because if your computer dies from them, you're, you know, up, you know what, creek. Yeah. Yeah, Hobbit, I think he's talking about Dell. I don't want to say that name. <laughs> Well, it's not no, IBM. <laughs> I was actually that the entire time he was talking, I was going, "Okay, it's not IBM, it's not Compact, it's not HP." Right. <laughs> I was like, "Who the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> no, it's not Apple. All right, yeah. um, listen, Liz, I apologize because I, I I really trampled right the hell over you, and I really am sorry for that. Um, you, well, let's close this off with your final thoughts on this. What I think. You know what? I used to work. I know this is a very loose comparison, but I used to work in in a uh, okay uh, when I was waiting tables, and people would come in and they want to sit down and have a meal, and then there were other people that would come in and they just want to get their food and leave. I'm sure as hell taking care of my my tables that are actually going to do something for me than rather than the people that are just going to grab their food and go. Mm. I get it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, Rob, number three, please. Imperial City, open to all, and then gated later. Uh, post by Brian Wheeler. Uh, he states, and I quote, Hey gang, when Imperial City launches, it will be open access to all alliances in all campaigns to all those who purchase the DLC or are ESL Plus members. After the dust settles, we'll be looking at campaign population and feedback about the new rule sets also going out with the Imperial City update. That uh, that apply regardless of getting the DLC or not. Based on these factors, we may or may not open slash convert a campaign to gated access to Imperial City, but again, when Imperial City launches, it will not have keep gated access to start. End quote. Okay, so basically in layman's terms, originally it said in order to gain access to the Imperial City, you had to, uh, see, originally you had to control all of the six keeps around the Imperial City. I think they shortened it um, so that you only had to have, like, what, three? Your, uh, home, your home keeps was the yeah, second yeah. iteration. Oh, I didn't yeah, even know they did okay, that. Yeah. yeah, you had to have your home keeps. Uh, now, uh, when when the update goes, uh, goes live, that's not going to be the case. Um, which is a, a good thing. I mean, I, I, I kind of see this as a good thing. Uh, I could understand why people would be upset. 
um, at this because initially what that what that does is it makes it so that Cyrodiil proper is going to be dead. Absolutely dead. I mean, it is dead on the PTS right now. Nobody's doing anything on there. Everybody's in the IC. Um, so when That's they, where they should be. Right. And Exactly. It is where they should be. But uh, when it does come to live, I, uh, I perceive that they're, uh, you know, Cyrodiil itself is, nobody's really going to care. Um, I like the idea that um, if they have campaigns where you could just come and go uh, into the Imperial City as uh, as you please, you know that that'd be good. But you know, for for you know, I would at least like to see them uh, change on one campaign where the, the keep rule set is in place, uh, because then you know, Cyrodiil itself becomes a much more uh, living area, and it's going to have a lot more activity than just. People running around the, um, you know, the Elven Gardens, you know, beating the crap out of each other. All right, yeah, I I hear you on that one. Um, the only thing think? that I hope is that we don't Mike. get a buff campaign style Imperial City thing where you know AD faction holds Chilrend and Hadris is held by EP and DC holds you know one of the other campaigns. And nobody goes in to, to challenge them because that's how you get into your Imperial City. The other problem becomes is what happens to PvP in the Imperial City if you start gating it? You know, yeah. This you is, the, just so you know, like on the forums, this is, this is a very, like, it's a very divisive thing. There's a lot of people, it seems like it's split down the middle. Uh, a lot of people are for it, and just as many people are, are against it. So there's there's that for sure. Are you guys reading the chat? What's that? What's that going on? Somebody named Angela Lansbury came in and wrote, "Not murder, but are these guys any good at ESO?" And so some smartass answered, oh, "I heard that chick Liz is really good. She carries the guys." And now it's just like, Liz, I wonder if this is the same person who asked you in PvP, you know, if you were any good, and they were saying, "Oh, that they were ranked two hundred and something." Oh yeah, and I was like, when, oh, when yeah. you were what thirteen or twelve uh, in line? I, I think for it the... was like rank seven or eight. Oh yeah, somewhere hey. around there. <laughs> well, it's it's always nice to have uh, Angela Lansbury. I know. Join us, join us here in chat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling, she wrote. <laughs> the, um, oh god it was the event we had last week that was like Trollog Ball. Oh my god, I hadn't laughed that hard. It's so damn long. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> well, back back on topic, guys. Okay. Um, yep. So so Brian Wheeler is basically saying that um when when uh Imperial City first comes out, it's not gonna be gated at all. However, they may, not that they're going to, that they might um start gating it later on once they start getting feedback. And the feedback that they're they're gonna be weighing on this uh decision is uh, campaign population and the new rule sets that are that are going to be coming out uh, with this next update. So, um, so, so, what ways would you want to see like a gating happen if they're going to have it? I mean, because if they gate and PvP dies in the Imperial City, it's going to increase Cyrodiil PvP because people want to get into the Imperial City, yeah. or it'll cause you know the crazy you know campaigns like we already have for our buffs 
do you have any ideas on like how they could make it so that there's a reason to PvP in Cyrodiil and still have PvP viable in the Imperial City? Uh, uh, this one I'm kind of stuck on because, yeah. 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 If everyone heard all about it, like I spent myself like yelling about this last night. Now I'm like, uh. So, so uh, <laughs> one of the things that, that Imperial City has going for it, of course, are uh, is the, the risk versus reward thing. And um, post uh, this next patch, really what Cyrodiil everyone's going to want to get into into the imperial city because that's just going to be the the much more fun content and if you don't believe me take a look at the live servers right now barely anybody's playing them um so with that being said uh what is Cyrodiil going to be it's going to be a way to unlock the really fun stuff that you want to play that's basically what what Cyrodiil is going to be what i think they need to do is um, is have some sort of risk versus reward that's not based on acquiring the Imperial City in Cyrodiil. Something small, something that's going to say, hey, this is Cyrodiil is still worth playing, despite the fact that you have to play it in order to unlock the Imperial City, it's still worth playing. Uh, those Telvar stones that they have in the Imperial City is a fantastic idea, and I think that should carry itself over the system, not the stones themselves. Uh, should carry it over into PVE, and I think I think Telvar Stone acquisition, just as an idea, um, should carry itself over into into Cyrodiil as well. What do you guys so here's, think? Here's what I'm thinking: is that you gate the Imperial City so that the faction who owns whatever number of keeps has open access to their entire populace. Okay, mm-hmm. but then anybody who wants to spend champ or uh, AP points can enter the Imperial City at any of the sewer locations. So it would give a reason that, okay, you know, maybe you lost the six keeps or the whatever number of keeps needed to have access to your alliance getting in. Or maybe it's you have to have your home keeps only type of thing. Uh, So it would also give a reason for AP to actually have a reason again. Because you could be like, okay, I want to go in the Imperial City, but we just lost that one keep that we needed. Do I try and, you know, fight to keep to get a keep back or do I just spend my AP points and go into the Imperial City? What, what say you, Rob? Well, I, I actually like the gating. Um, I mean, after after playing the Imperial City, I'm kind of interested to see like how that's going to work, uh, because when you die in the Imperial City, um, you are. You, you can you can res in the Imperial City. So if they if they gate it then what that means that as long as you're in there, you're in there. And if you don't leave, then you can stay. But more members of your faction cannot get in. So essentially what that could technically mean is that, all right, if if the AD um, has Cyrodiil and has locked everybody else out, then they can get into the Imperial City. But then that means that there's less AD out in Cyrodiil proper uh, to defend the keeps, and it can be taken over by the DC or the EP. So I, I think it's good for that constant push-pull conflict that uh, Cyrodiil you know, originally had, where you know, like being three-sided uh, makes it extremely chaotic. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's gated, one of the things I, I don't want to see, uh, just because, yeah, it, it would suck, 
but it, it would make a lot of people uh, it make a lot of people mad that if if your faction lost control of the Imperial City or became gated and you died in the Imperial City, then you had to res at a keep outside. I think people would lose their freaking minds. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I can understand why Zoss is really on the fence, and it seems like they're not too sure which way to go with this, um, because it seems like one way or the other, you've got really good cases for and against. Um, I, I will say this, all right, in order to get acquisition of the Emperor, is gated. Okay, you have to you have to acquire all those keeps around the Imperial City, you know, before you're able to crown an Emperor. Um, I don't understand why having the Imperial City not follow something like that would be a bad idea, but it, it, it really depends on how, what happens once you get inside the Imperial City and, um, what can you do to keep people, uh, at least vaguely interested in doing regular serial, even after it's been unlocked for the other faction. Cause that's, that's the big problem. Um, maybe another idea would be uh, the the faction that the factions that see I, I hesitate to even say this because it's it's really not that good of an idea now that I'm thinking of it um, the faction that <laughs> <laughs> opens up the Imperial City right they open up the Imperial City and they go in there somehow they have some sort of of um, bonus that rewards them from for, for opening the imperial city and everyone else is able to to run in there or maybe the flip side is a better idea where you know the faction that opens up the imperial city they run in there and they've they've got the um they've got the uh the momentum to take it over but the other factions sort of get like an underdog bonus when they go in there somehow i don't know I, I think what they could do is as they're monitoring campaign activity in Cyrodiil, if it starts to die off, gate the Imperial City. And then uh, if it seems to be going very well, open the Imperial City and just, you know, rotate it through every so many hours, you know, have an intern sitting there and say, close, open, close. <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking. When, when Navarro was explaining this to me last night, I actually thought – they just need more people to test this whole idea out because apparently there there can't be enough people with different opinions that are on the the PTS. It's it, it sounds like just an extended like okay we want to come out with this we're ready to come out with this but we don't know how you guys are going to react because it is kind of split fifty fifty so we're going to monitor this for a little while. That's why they're not giving us an answer of what it is. And of well, course, hold, hold I'm on, just Liz, thinking, not to not to interrupt yet again. I, I'm sorry, but we actually have Brian Wheeler that came into our chat room. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Uh, so yeah. Brian Wheeler's here, and and hello and welcome. <laughs> uh, no, we're talking about his quote here. Very nice to have <laughs> you. Uh, he he's saying we have a few things going on in the next patch with uh, Imperial City, including the variable campaign rule sets. So besides gated access, we're also looking into the population flowback. So that's a direct quote from from Brian Wheeler. Um. Yeah, direct quote from Brian. Yeah, here I, you our, know, the entire chat. concept being is that we, when they go live, they don't want to have. What, what's up, Mike? When they go live, they don't want to have, you know, Imperial City just be flooded with everybody and Cyrodiil being empty. So, you know, they're going to have to look at it and, you know, make sure that it's balanced so that both PvP items are still uh, very enjoyable for the community. So, 
Right. Yeah, that's why I can see, you know, they're not going to gate it until after they get some live server uh, data to apply to it. Like we were saying earlier, you know, this whole thing, it's a real sticky situation because it seems like, you know, uh, one way or the other, there's there's good and bad. Um, so I can I can understand why they're they're you know taking uh, they're being cautionary about this. Um, and, and again, while he's in the chat, I don't know if Brian Brian Wheeler heard this, but uh, one of the ideas that we had was um, you know keeping having uh, the problem being Cyrodiil, uh not being interesting anymore once Imperial City comes out, and how do you prevent that from happening? Maybe some of the uh, ideas that spawn the Telvar stone stuff going on in Imperial City, maybe how that maybe somehow in some way that makes its way into Cyrodiil to keep that uh keep that just as interesting and fun too. Also maybe uh some sort of you know underdog buff for for other uh for the for the other factions who have not unlocked the Imperial City. Uh real quick before we we go on to our next topic, what do you guys think about that? Like an underdog buff for the other factions. I, mean, I, I, I think. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. When you start yeah. adding, yeah, when you start adding more complications to it, like you know, adding buffs and stuff, yeah. it become you know, it becomes an uncontrollable bear. Uh, versus you know, getting an unpaid uh, intern just to gate, ungate, gate, ungate. <laughs> um, all right, now uh, Brian Wheeler is saying Cyrodiil will grant the keep. PvP buffs that will apply in Imperial City, but we can look at adding more stuff, in quotes. I mean, you know, a- anything is possible. Um, you know, w- with time, it, you know, a- as the players go in and experience this and provide feedback, that's a big thing, provide feedback yeah. uh, as to what's going on uh, with this. Um, this. This has all the potential to be one of the most amazing mechanics in an MMO. Um, you know, Cyrodiil itself is fun. The the Imperial City is is amazingly fun. Oh yeah. Um, you know, having having the two tied together. You know, with with the gating. I mean, I do like the gating concept. Um, you know, and you know, for the most part, a lot of the stuff that when we initially first hear it, we're like, oh, that sucks. And then like you jump in there and like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. Um, you know, th- this might be one of those cases. So we're just gonna have to. You know, give it a try. Um, you know, uh, you know. Brian said that depending on the feedback and the population, they might open up more campaigns with the gating um, mechanic put in place. Uh, you know, jump in there, give it a shot, see if it really does actually suck as bad as you think it is. It's like when people, you know, lost their forward camp, their forward, uh, um, what are it, forward camps. Yeah, the, the forward. You camp know, thing, everybody yeah. was like up in arms. It's like, you know, it's probably one of the best. Me- mechanics to have lost in the game because now when a forward camp does drop i think i still have two in my inventory somewhere you know it's like hallelujah you know but everybody got used to it and it was people were really happy with that kind of change because it uh, really changed the dynamics and gating whether it be up or down is going to change the dynamics in cyrodiil and in the imperial city so i'll tell you um you know rob and i we sort of said this i'm more for gating than not because if you don't gate it somehow everyone's just going to be in the imperial city and cyrodiil itself is just going to lose its importance and i i really think that that's probably the best way to go with this i know you know everyone wants to get into the you know imperial city and have fun with it but um gee whiz you know what you're going to be looking for it when you're when your faction opens that sucker up you're going to say you know what 
I sees open. I'm going to jump in. And that is not going to exist if anyone at any time can jump in into, into there. Because you always know it's there. So, so why not just bang out these quests now, and then I'll go in when I feel like it. Hey, you know what? You got to strike the iron while it's hot when, uh, when your faction opens it. And the other possibility is make it a percentage of keep zones. So like, you know, so that you could have two factions theoretically be in there at any given time or all three if everybody was balanced. I remember listening to the Do's and Tamriel podcast where they were flipping out because AD had taken some of their keeps. So now they had to ride all the way from their gate because they couldn't uh, use the transitive system. So, you know, theoretically something like that, that if you lost, you know, two of your home keeps, your access would be gated off and you, you know have to get your keeps back before you'd be able to enter in. And then maybe, you know, if you want to stop AD from going in, take one of their keeps or two of their keeps. Uh, Brian Wheeler just said in our chat, the underdog XP bonus for scoring and underpopulation is getting bumped with IC to 20%. So they might be going in that direction anyway. Um, Jealous also of uh, Tales of Tamriel, he's in our chat room today, and he was saying that uh, uh, DAOC did an underdog buff and that was pretty awesome. I played that for a while. All right. Uh, listen, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's up to us, the community, in order to help, help Zoss with this, this sort of thing. And they, they definitely need it. So, you know, weigh in on the forums after this comes out. Of course, they are looking. Um, and let them know how you feel about, about gating the Imperial City. I mean, you know, I, Rob, I mean, are you, are you for gating at this point? I, I am for gating. Um, yeah. As long as if you die in the Imperial City, uh, it doesn't kick you out of the Imperial City. Uh, okay. In that case, I'm I'm for oh. gating be, because then you know, okay, I I can't get more uh, of my faction in until Cyrodiil is taken by my faction. Um, so it, you, you have focus from one faction, Imperial City or Cyrodiil. Um, and with the you know the, the player population cap in uh, in the campaigns, the, the factions are going to have to you know concentrate and focus their fire on which area they're going to be at. They're going to be in the Imperial City or, or are they going to be out in Cyrodiil? Um, so in that particular case, you know it it might not suck nearly as bad, but um, that 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 would probably not feel very good uh, to finally make it into the Imperial City, lose control, and then die, and then you're back out at ash keep <laughs> so <laughs> that would that would be a flip desk moment for me um, <laughs> what uh what do you think mike are you for gating or not for gating and then we'll get to liz uh i'm for gating uh so long as like it doesn't kill pvp in the imperial city so you know there has to be a way that it can balance both Cyrodiil's PvP and the Imperial City, because the last thing you want to see is your faction lose control of the Imperial City, and then you being the lone guy out there going, oh my god, please don't die, please don't die, please don't die, you know, that kind of thing. What about you, Liz? I find this is a very difficult topic, because everything you guys are saying, and, and you're like, hey, this would work, and I'm thinking, no, because what if, say, you know, I'm usually on AD, and I'm like, oh, what if the damn Reds come in, and they all want to group together, like, you know, some streamer says, hey, why don't we go, why don't we go stomp these guys, and it just, I just see, like, like, droves of one side coming in just to control something and leaving and going to another server or something. You know, I just, I just, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it happen several times. That's why I haven't played PvP in a while. Right. 
Well, so, I, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, and it's it's good that um, you know I'm glad you said that to be honest, instead of just you know agreeing with agreeing with us just to agree with us because. Oh, I'll never agree with you. Are you kidding me? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Carry your groceries. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's why you're here. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the fact is, is that um, y- you know, this is the kind of thing. I mean, we could we could be all for it right now, and then we play, and we're like, oh man, this is really this is yeah. this is kind of bad. Um. So I'll just go with whatever they they wind up doing. Honestly, I'll I'll, I'll roll with it. I'm a grown up. I can I can say okay, that's the way it is. I'll play that game. You're gonna play the game and you're gonna like it. Yeah. And then when somebody <laughs> asks you, oh, are you any good at PvP? Be like, yeah, I'm the Empress. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, so, so Mr. Brian Wheeler, thank you very much for coming into our chat. I know everyone's very excited that you are there. Um, please be our guest. Feel free to stick around. Um, hopefully that was, that was uh, somewhat constructive. We did intend for it to be. Um, moving on, Pete Hines, and I quote, it'll be a very long time before we hear about the next Elder Scrolls. End quote. Yes, it's true. Pete Hines, the vice president of marketing at Bethesda Softworks, says we have a very long time to wait. In an interview at Gamescom 2015 in Cologne, in Cologne, <laughs> Germany, uh, it's been almost four years since the release of Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And while Bethesda released the Elder Scrolls Online, and as explained by Bethesda's VP of marketing, Pete Hines, during a chat at Gamescom, that he doesn't think we're close to hear we're, we're close to to hearing anything at all about the next Elder Scrolls game. Uh, currently, Bethesda is working on Fallout 4, and that takes an entire studio, which is 100% focused on it. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online just came out on consoles and has DLC coming this year and into the next year, and that's going to be the Elder Scrolls game Bethesda will be talking about for a while. Hines believes that it'll be a very long time before the team. We'll talk about what they'll be working on after Fallout 4. Incidentally, we also heard that Bethesda Game Studio always focuses on one game. The studio size is about the same, that it has been four years, which is 100 and something. Uh, It's roughly the same size as the team that shipped Skyrim. So, folks, Elder Scrolls 6, a very long time. Just to put some perspective on this, okay? The last time I heard Pete Hines say it's going to be a long time was um, about two and a half years ago when Skyrim was done. They were secretly working on Fallout 4. Elder Scrolls Online was highly anticipated on coming out. And uh, they had said, Pete Hines had said, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time before you hear anything come from our studio, and I think you know the last time we heard anything like major about a game they were working on was um, Fallout Four this year, and I think this was he said this right around the time um, the Evil Within was either announced or was on its way somewhere around there. Just to give me an idea of like you know what what very long time could mean to Pete Hines. Um, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's head over to Mike with this particular one. What do you got on this? So yeah, uh, when you think about it, I expect anybody doing any job to be one hundred percent focused on the Thank project you. that's mm-hmm. due. And so we expect them to be working one hundred percent on Fallout Four. Yeah, but Fallout Four comes out fourth quarter this year. 
So you, if you look at it, okay, give them another six months or so, DLC or any other type of expansion or any, you know, bug fixes where, you know, they'll have to do that. And then what will they be doing? And, you know, I understand they want to give um, Elder Scrolls Online a, a, you know, fighting chance. But I can't see them saying, oh, it'll be 2020 before we put out Elder Scrolls 6. I have this feeling that as soon as uh, December, you know, everybody comes back from Christmas break, that they're going to be sitting there saying, okay, what kind of stuff out of the Fallout 4 engine can we port over to Elder Scrolls 6? I've, I've maintained for quite a long time uh, that I believe we'll have Fallout, uh, Fallout, <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6 in our hands. Fallout Scrolls. <laughs> Fallout Scrolls. We'll have Elder Scrolls 6 in our hands. It'll be on store shelves. November of 2017. I'm not the only one that's come to this conclusion. And this is, mind you, after these statements were made, it spawned, um, or it sparked, I should say, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages to write an article about what they thought. And uh, they, they came up with the exact same thing that, that I had been independently thinking for a while myself, is, is November of 2017. Now, Liz, um, tell us, tell us, tell us uh, what we're all thinking on our heads, why it's important for Bethesda to be focusing on Fallout 4. As much as we want Elder Scrolls 6, why is it important for them to be focusing on Fallout 4? Because you need to focus on what you're doing, not thinking about something else. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. I have ADD and I know that. I mean, come on. It's very true. Yeah. And, and you know, you know how my brain kind of wanders when you guys mentioned Fallout. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Just listen but to our really, Fallout episode. See, yeah, well... You heard what he said. You're not going to be hearing. It doesn't mean that some people aren't working on it and they aren't on early stages. But he just said, we're not going to be talking about it. Stop asking. That's basically what I read into that statement. And that's basically what he's saying. Yeah. 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 I, I honestly, just because Pete Hines says it's going to be a very long time before we hear about the next Elder Scrolls game. Um, doesn't mean that it's going to be a ridiculously long time, that it's going to be half a decade. I really don't think so. It, it hasn't changed my thinking at all. I really believe uh, that that the end of 2017, which is still a long time away, okay, is when we'll have it in our hands. Not that we're going to be, you know, it's not going to be announced. I think it's going to be in our hands at that time. Um, at the latest, end of 2018. At the latest. Well, also, it, time is relative also. Because if you're talking to a high schooler and they're like, oh, two years, to me, that is not a long time. Uh, because I'm old, you know? And I'm like, yeah, two years. I still think it's 1999 in my head. But I know the teenagers I come in contact with, they're like, oh, my God, I'll be a senior by then, you know? And I'm like, what? what? It will definitely be the Elder Scrolls by then. We'll be like, what, what do we do? It? Right. Oh, they're just like two years is the longest time. It's forever. No, it's not. No. I mean, I barely remember like when two Christmases go by, let alone, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it is relative long time. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm feeling old. Um, but you know what? It could be two years. If uh, Skywind comes out, you know, we won't really care because we'll log another thousand hours playing tomorrow when we relaunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Rob, what about you? Um, what I think uh, this statement is, is um, I think it's a red herring. 
Okay. <laughs> Communism is just a red herring. <laughs> Thank you um, for doing that. <laughs> no, uh, essentially what this is, this, this is feeding the masses, because he is the VP of marketing, and, you know, marketing's job is getting the word out. Um... Yes, they're they're going to focus on Fallout right now. Um, now, one one thing that I I actually do disagree with uh, with with Ivarwin. I don't think it'll be 2017. I think it will be 2018. Just to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. um, the reason why I think is going to take that long is because with these games are getting bigger. All right, the the graphics is getting bigger. Uh, <laughs> the land mass is getting smaller. Yes, the land mass is getting smaller, but the graphics are getting better. I mean, if you take a look at Fallout Three, which in and of itself is a huge freaking game, and then just what they showed us with Fallout Four at um, at E three, there's there's so much that they've added to it. I'm expecting that they're probably going to be doing just as much improvements on the next Elder Scrolls title uh, that they did between Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. So we're going to start... I mean, heck, we might even see some of these systems bleed into the Elder Scrolls game. And that's very common, yeah. You know, and I'm all for it. And when it comes to that, you know, especially since this franchise is just getting bigger and bigger and more popular. I mean, now... Look, four years ago, like if I asked somebody just out on the street or in a game store, hey, have you heard of the Elder Scrolls series? They might have been like, eh, yeah, they make Oblivion. But it's like if you ask somebody now, like you go into go into a GameStop and say, hey, do you play the Elder Scrolls series? First thing they're probably going to go is, oh yeah, Skyrim. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's the first thing that comes to their mind. Because no, the first thing they're going to say is, yeah, I didn't like Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do disagree with, with Rage on that one because, uh, of course, I live in small town USA now. And if I say, well, you know, I do a show, you know, podcast, and then they ask what about, and I'll say, well, it's on the Elder Scrolls. I don't want to say Skyrim, but they've all heard of Skyrim, but they don't right. know that it's part of the Elder Scrolls. Right. Which you very funny. if you want to search Etsy for like, you know, somebody's stuff on the Elder Scrolls, it's easier to search Skyrim because you'll get more hits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you that's do. true. That's true. That's very you know. true. But. <laughs> The game the Skyrim version. Oblivion version by the teacup. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, you know, the the franchise is getting bigger and more popular. So therefore, the next title they're going to be putting a lot more work into it so that they can deliver. You don't want to overhype it because if there's anything that hype does, is it uh, it lowers your uh, or it increases your expectation as well as increases your disappointment when it finally comes out. Right. So what they have to do is fight that um, by focusing all their time on the current game, which is what they're doing. And then when the next game comes out and, you know, people have played, you know, Fallout 4 and all right, I wonder what they're doing now. They're going to focus their full energy on Elder Scrolls 6. And when it comes out, it is going to be the absolute freaking most awesome thing to ever grace your monitor um, or your TV for you console guys. Yeah, um, baby. And... And, and that, that's what they're focused on right now. You know, w- with a team that they have, they just have one prerogative at a time. And yeah. I'm willing to wait that one extra year if it means that the game is going to be that much better when it finally comes out. Totally agree. I, I 100% agree with you on that. You know, uh, 
you know, Fallout 4 needs its uh, needs its time. Just like uh, Elder Scrolls had its time, the Fallout needs its uh, time in the sun, and then you know the DLC and all that um, needs its uh, its time in the sun as well. And then what I love about this is that Pete Hines actually said that even though it's going to be a long time before we hear about the next Elder Scrolls game, he kind of pseudo confirmed that we are going to have another Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, without actually saying it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that to me. So even though a lot of people kind of said, like, you know, they, they look at this and they, they kind of threw their hands up in the air. They're like, oh, man, this really sucks. To me, I was thinking, A, that still makes me think twenty end of 2017 release, you know, like you were saying, Rob, and a lot of people in the chat room, too, are saying, you know, end of 2018 release, somewhere in there, um, I think is, is just as likely as the next. And they're working on an, they're going to be working on an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, otherwise he'd say uh, no comment and just walk away. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Or something like you know we've got a lot of other things coming out, guys. We're really going to knock your socks off with that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, um, let's move on to Tamriel's rumors before we get into uh, gameplay and whatnot, because uh, we think uh, I got something here that I think you really uh, you're really going to enjoy right after this. Oh my god, Becky, did you hear what Yorun just did? <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we've got another data mined image here uh, from Reddit that shows several crafting items for styles that have not even come out yet. Now I want to show you guys this image. Okay, uh, my hosts here have the image. In um in their uh, in their notes, so they'll be looking at that. Here it is. All right, let me just move that out of the way. There we go. Uh, this is what's recently been data mined. We've got a bunch of raw materials, some motifs. Um, is essentially what what the the video is looking at here. Uh, raw material, ancient scales. If you group up uh a bunch of them, okay, you'll get gold scales, which will create, uh, which, which you're going to need for Akaviri crafting, as, uh, as in you can craft armor and, and weapons in the style of the Akavir. Uh, Blades. Huh? Blades armor. Blades armor. Then you have another piece of raw material here called ferrous sand. You make uh, you get ten of those items grouped up together, and it makes ferrous salts, which is needed for the Yokudin racial style, and as well as a laurel leaf. Grab ten of those; it makes a laurel. And then here's something weird: item style healer ingredient for crafting in the mercenary style. So you need that for the mercenary style, but it says here item style is a healer. And, and mercenary and healer don't. Oh, that doesn't. I mean, I know they're not complete opposites. I know they don't fit, or they don't not fit in each other's camp. But it does sound weird. Sure but yeah, does. Laurel fits with a healer because you know he's Laurel. I would have thought uh, <laughs> Imperial, like an, an, another Imperial type of armor. Right. Exactly. Not a mercenary. I, I would have thought the same thing too. So healer makes much more sense. Uh, crown racial motif glass. Crown, racial motif, mercenary. 
Uh, and then, of course, uh, Mercenary, Racial Motif, and uh, Racial Motif, Chapter 1, Mercenary Axes. So that's that's kind of neither here nor there. The big, the big takeaway on this is um, Racial Motifs for the Akaviri, the Yokudin, Mercenary Styles. Okay, and then that uh, crown racial motif for glass and for mercenary will be available on the crown store as well. These are kind of like the big takeaways. Um, let's jump over to Liz. Liz, you see this what? stuff. <laughs> what? What? Do you, uh, what are your initial thoughts on some of this? Hey, there's going to be new stuff. There's more stuff to craft. That's that's basically it. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know the different styles. You know, the Akaviri, the Kudin. I know what a mercenary is, so that's understandable. But um, is this? Of course, I see glass, and I'm like, ah, this is all going to be stuff that I'm never going to get, probably. <sighs> and none of it's going to be dyeable or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so pessimistic nowadays because I'm just like, you know what? Anything that is going to appeal to me anyway is either going to be really hard for me to get, or I have to do something that like a 12 man group that I'm never going to be a part of. So I'll never have this material. I'm just, yeah. Well, that that's, this probably is not going to fit into something like that. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm never going to have any of the Dwimmer stuff, even though I have access to mm. a bank in which we have all the Dwimmer motifs. I'll just never have it eh, myself. Well, you can, you can purchase it from the, uh, the crown store though. That's something that you, you can do. <laughs> Okay, Marwin. Hey, listen, I don't like it, but I'm just saying, like, if, <laughs> if you really want it, Liz, you can. You do really that. think I'm going to be giving up my booby outfit that I have right now? <laughs> um, Rob, what about you? <laughs> initial initial thought. I, I think it's cool that they're adding more motifs. Um, this is an MMO. MMO players crave the carrot on a stick. Mm -hmm. All right. This is just one of the many carrots on a stick that they are going to be adding to the game. I think it's great. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what the what the Yokudin um, style looks like, uh, the mercenary style. Um, personally, I'm still waiting for the ebony. You know, uh, I think ebony should be in here, but uh, you know, they'll they'll get there. You know, they'll they'll get there. And of course, you have to throw in the obligatory uh, the, the obligatory um, uh, disclaimer that. Uh, because this was data mined, what you happen to see here on the show tonight doesn't necessarily mean it will look like this if and when it makes it into game. So take it with a grain of salt. Actually, I was thinking that uh, both you and I were going to make that statement tonight, but I've noticed that most of the stuff that they've data mined is uh, it's, it's been coming out. Pretty much yep. coming out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's pretty much been coming out, and um, you know. I mean, I'd love I have to be a new, new person, but yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Anyway, what? Um, yeah, and stuff. Aww. Mike, uh, what about you? Uh, so I'm actually excited about it, especially if it is approvable, like they talked about the glass armor. Yeah. Where it's going to be based on your crafting, so kind of like uh, the Sigic Ambrosias. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I've been stocking up on all of my uh, crafting stuff so that I can, you know, do woodworking and uh, leather work and all that kind of thing. So, you know, that would be really cool if, you know, they tied it to give crafters something more to do. I'll tell you what, I hate this crown racial crap. You know, you got crown racial motif glass and motif mercenary. You know, this stuff is not even coming out yet. And we've already got motifs that are hitting the crown store for, for this. 
Well, they did say that the glass would come out, uh, but it was going to be a while. Now, is that weeks or months after the uh, patch goes up for the Imperial City? Yeah. Uh, so they wanted to give crafters a chance to make an economy by accumulating the motifs and selling the stuff uh, before they just made it available for everyone to buy. Well, I certainly hope store. so, because it's bad enough it's going to be on the store in the first place, just like the Dwemer stuff. But if it comes out day one, like ancient scales, gold scales, ferrous sand, ferrous salts, laurel leaf and laurels, that all comes out. All right. Crafters are going after them. And then, boom, they have Akavira, Yokudin, Mercenary glass motifs available on the crown store i mean that that aggravates the hell out of it. it shouldn't be there in the first place but if it all hits at the same time on the same day i mean that's that's really bad that's really annoying. And again they are just motifs and they're not you know <laughs> but it undermines it undermines the 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 concept of going out in the game and playing the game to acquire a thing in order to to have it you know, and well, if it comes out at the same time, it's even further undermining that that whole purpose. Why why do it at all then? You know, yeah. why not just have it in the crown store? This way, you know, you could just buy it because that's the easiest thing to do. And people always follow the path of least resistance. Why would I go out and and just, um, you know, uh, work very hard for for many hours to get Dwimmer motifs? When I could just buy it off the crown store now. Like, it'd be, it's stupid. Well, first of all, if you don't want to spend money on it. Go ahead, Liz. I'm sorry. Wait, no. First of all, if you don't want to spend money on it, then there is always that option. Because if this were just available in the crown store only, people would just be whining, why don't we have a a version that we can get in in game? Right. Why not? And is 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 that not good? Should people not be whining about that? No, it's just that's what's going to happen. But if you only have the stuff that is available in game and it's really, really, really hard to get, people like me who aren't playing as much as people that play absolutely all the time, and I, st- I still play more than others, right. um, you know, we're going to be like, God, I just, I just want this armor that, say it looks good, maybe it doesn't, and then I'm like, oh, this whole conversation is worthless because if it's fugly, then <laughs> who cares? But if it's really awesome, I would I would be like, dude, I've been trying and I can't get this stuff. I just have the worst luck. Nothing drops for me. I would just like to buy it because I have all the crowns built up. So you're going to find arguments on each side. If the glasses see through, Liz will want it immediately. No, I don't want to show everything. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a fine line between showing enough to entice and so, no, because they got rid of booby windows, so God forbid they have a whole body window. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at it from the Sigic Ambrosia point here, like, you know, the Sigic Ambrosia, when it first dropped, people were selling it for almost 200,000 gold pieces on the different trading stores. Now it's going for about 30k um, for each of the individual recipes. So there's a point where people that were interested in it got enough of them and, you know, the market is flooded. So at it's the same kind of concept. If it's out long enough, then they put it in the crown store. I don't think it's really going to matter because you'd be able to buy it even pretty cheap in you know your local trading guild. Uh, here's the here's the other thing that I'm excited about: Akaviri Yokudin mercenary, right? Akaviri and Yokudin styles. That makes me think that this is coming out with Orsinium. That's what Which I'm looking at here. Makes sense. Orsinium should be coming out, what they say, in a couple months? October, maybe the latest? Somewhere around there? End of the year. Yeah. 
So that's when we can probably likely expect this. Um, all right, Rob, final thoughts on, on this uh, particular image here. I, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> all right, folks. I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's break into something fun like our gameplay. Oh, yeah. Right, folks we're back and we've got your gameplay oh yeah and uh with with our gameplay comes your challenges for this week here we have it right there right up here for for you to enjoy your gameplay challenges for this week and eso actually help someone in the game group up craft something Run a low-level dungeon. Anything. But that's your challenge in ESO, and that comes from uh, ESOTR Akatosh guild member, Zephan. Oh, Zephan! <laughs> I can, I, Liz, I can hear you giggling in the back. You're like, something's funny. What's funny? Nothing. No? Um, no? Nothing. got attacked by uh, Captain Nibbles again. <laughs> no, he's outside. Uh, maybe she's laughing about this next one. Was she inspired? Liz inspired this one. In Skyrim, kill a giant at level two. <laughs> and know the giant that you come up in, in um, uh, what was it Rob was talking about? Windhelm? <clears throat> the white ones run. that the, the white run, the, the ones that the companions are already doing. No, that doesn't count. Man. That's how I was going to do it. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? I saw through your loophole and I plugged that loophole. Boom. Bango. Okay, council command, make giant no. one hit point. <laughs> and I did this well, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh in Daggerfall. Yes, Daggerfall, guys. Get out of Privateer's Cove. That's the first dungeon when you start up. Get out of Privateer's Cove. And in Oblivion. Make a good looking character. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Make a good-looking character. And we want the pictures, guys. Send us the pictures of your good-looking character. We'd love to show them on the show. Liz is going to live stream seven hours of trying. <laughs> That's too yeah. much Too much potato. Less potato. I can do it. I can do it. I've, well, That one looks like if... too much like a russet potato. Yeah, but then you go back. See, like you think you've made a really good-looking... Yes, people are saying that is literally impossible. <laughs> We got some good challenges yeah. for you this week, guys. We really do. That's we got why some good it's challenges. a challenge. Yeah. Um, See, the biggest pain with Oblivion is you spend so much time looking at, at the at the face, you know, making sure the eyes look good, uh -huh. the ears, the hair, and all that, and then you're like, all right, looks good, and then you rotate it, and then realize that this thing looks like Ichabod Crane. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ugh. Uh. <laughs> I have like cheekbones from oh my god yeah that always happens to me like from the side oh god I've got like Dr. Crusher cheekbones from the side yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like on her forehead <laughs> 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 well 
Well, if none of those tickles your fancy, as I like to say, you can always come up with your own unique challenge. And we're dying to hear your story. Send us that story to Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com. Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com. Gameplay, folks. Let's start with let's start with uh, Rob this week. Yay! I never get to go first. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that thing going. Keep it going. Um, <laughs> there is right. no mods are allowed on that one. Uh, mm, we we shall see. Um, this week in uh, in Elder Scrolls, um, I've actually had um, a, a little bit more uh, than just ESO. Um, but I will start off with ESO. Um, on this past Friday's Dancing with Daggers, uh, we had a good old-fashioned uh, Imperial City throwdown in uh, on the PTS. Nice. And, and and the thing that made it interesting, all right, this is what I really liked was the fact that um, during this period of time, I think it might change tomorrow, um, or, or maybe it might be. Well, it's supposed to come out Monday, but. Um, everybody on the North American server, uh, a couple weeks back, we had our characters copied so that we could play with our live characters. Well, um, about a week and a half ago, they deleted them and copied the European uh, server's characters. So everybody playing on North American, you had template characters. So that's what we did. We all made template characters. We get like 250-some-odd skill points. Uh, instant uh, VR 16, uh, 300 champion points, and a whole bag full of toys to just put on and have at it. So that's what we did. We just made templated characters, ran into uh, the Imperial City, knowing that pretty much everybody else in there was in the same boat. So it leveled the playing field. And oh my god, I... Like we, I don't want to just say I, but we had some of the most fun that we've had in there in a long time. Oh, that's awesome. We we didn't have an objective. Usually we have some sort of objective with uh, Dancing with Daggers um, where we want to complete a dungeon or, you know, we want to uh, do some sort of... Uh, you know, run like 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 we did two weeks ago, where we got the guild involved. You know, have some sort of objective. The only objective this past week was go in there and beat somebody's face in, <laughs> and, and and that was that was it. And it was it was so much fun. It's uh, <laughs> not really rage. You know what would be awesome? That's a great idea. Once you get the Imperial City, you can build up your character as much as you want and and play out in serial. But once you get into, into the Imperial City, you're you're done with the uh, template character, and that's your you know they just strip you of everything that could make you overpowered and make everybody the same. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it actually sounds like fun. <laughs> and it, it was a lot of fun because uh, and, and the thing that was was funny is that in the um, oh what, what is it the um, what district is it where everybody uh, throws down? It's like where it's like where everybody Memorial. goes in the Imperial City Memorial District. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's like that that whole battlefield was red and blue, and every now and then a yellow would kind of come in and be like, "Hey guys, I want to play too," and then they get smacked down. That's not nice. <laughs> Poor guys. 
<laughs> that's Imperial City, though. That's that's how chaotic it is. You oh, walk in, you God. get smashed. I mean, just constant of, uh, okay, all right, that didn't work. I'm going to swap out my abilities. Uh, let me try this instead of that. And it was it was so much fun to just go in there and try out different things, different builds, things that worked out in Cyrodiil proper before. They, they don't work now, um, especially since it's such close quarters. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, like... There was vendettas going on. There was this one Magic and Nightblade that was just pissing everybody off. So the the whole team was like, "Of course, I'm going it's a Nightblade, you know." Oh yeah, yeah, he's a Nightblade. <laughs> it's a Nightblade yeah. heaven in there. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> this dude was good. I mean, this guy was good. You could tell he was wearing the templated stuff, just like the rest of us. But he knew what knew he was play. doing. And man, he was tearing everybody up. Um, you know, whereas you have some of these other uh, other players that are just kind of standing off to the side, um, you know, not really sure what they you know what they were doing. You know, they might not know the game nearly as well. You know, they they take one wrecking blow to the face and they're done. Uh, Gross. But, <laughs> <laughs> if I made a bad joke, Sorry. oh, or, or a naughty joke, you <laughs> please don't give us a one star. Uh, but. Uh, no, we're, <laughs> we're, we got to be dry this week, guys, in order for us to get that five star. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't be fun anymore. No more silliness. <laughs> yeah, let's, but uh, it, it was yeah, it, it was it was just the fact it was just the fact that we went in there and and you know, we we're tearing it up. Uh, it was it was teamwork where oh, um, you know Mark would be uh, attacking some guy, Tim would would be you know saying all right, yeah, I'm gonna hit him with snipe, and then. Um, you know, like I, you know, I'd come in, uh, you know, sneak attack them. I, I tried a Dragon Knight. I tried a Nightblade. I just went in there and was just playing and, and taking as much of the the new changes to the abilities as well as the new sets uh, as I could while just you know messing around with it. And it was so much fun. Yep. You know, we might do it again uh, this coming Friday, uh, but I think this Friday is just going to be me and Ray because uh, Mark and Tim are out. So hey, Derek, uh, Derek from uh, Warcraft uh, off the records here. What's up, Derek? How you doing? Thanks for coming in. Uh, I do like Derek's idea. Yeah. That, uh, every time uh, the uh, EP is controlling a district, it now has to be called the Red Lake District. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I I completely agree with that. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like Derek. Uh, Lumi so, the Lock. He's in the chat room. He's saying uh, this is the reason why I have the uh, Battle Royale in that district, and uh, it's because. What Rob is saying is it's just it's just freaking chaotic as hell. So, I mean, it's it's like you ever see the Warriors? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. <laughs> um, and uh, but it is so much fun. Daggers, I mean, like, come on out and play. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's so chaotic and. It's like there's there's sometimes you, you're out there and, and you you don't die for a good ten minutes. Others, as soon as you jump off of the uh, of the top uh, where the spawn point is, yeah. you get you get splattered. You know it's you know it, it's just so much fun. But now, uh, I did find a little uh, cheat spot there in uh, the Memorial District for AD. Yeah, of Instead course. of jumping off the platform, there's uh, a set of um, uh, pillars that go out, so you can just yeah. walk out. Stay in a high position and just walk out right into the middle of the memorial district, sniping away. That's a, so. Well, that's that's Mike. He's a nightblade. This is what nightblades do. Exactly. Mike? So all my AD brothers, let's take memorial district from the Highlands. <laughs> well, I, I know I know exactly what you're talking about, and the the reds and blues have figured you out. 
Oh. They, they yeah. They, uh, they you, have to you, bring their, you, their Dragon Knights chain us off now. Well, the, the, I, I couldn't get the chain to work, but what does work is when you get about six Nightblades that all synchronize a snipe on one player, that works. <laughs> <laughs> the person's head explodes. <laughs> but uh, that, that, that was the ESO for me this week. So uh, but, uh, I see Skyrim here. What's going yes. on in Skyrim, Rob? Skyrim. Skyrim. Okay. Uh, I, I decided to fire up uh, uh, the, the Skyrim a little bit this week. Um Mainly because it's like, all right, I've been trying to do the uh, uh, the challenges, uh, mainly in ESO. But, you know, I wanted to try Skyrim. I missed Skyrim. Um, you know, the little project that I'm working on was Skyrim-related. So I was like, you know what? It, it's time to break out Skyrim again. Hey, so, is that anything like being gang-related? Huh? Huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 but um, What an ass. Yeah. <laughs> all of but, you. <laughs> yeah That's, what do we care i'm having fun yeah <laughs> i'm having but, so um, much fun i'm gonna take my shirt off but what what i decided to do <laughs> was uh I, I tried to do the escape helgen on legendary with the dead is dead character um after about oh, wait a minute hold on one more time because i think some of that went right past me <laughs> all right what did you do I attempted the uh, Escape Helgen on Legendary with a Dead is Dead character. I was hoping that's what you said. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> that, that, is, that is what I said. Oh, God. You poor <laughs> man. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. So, oh, all right. Um, this is me the first time. Okay. Oh, okay. That, 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 didn't go, that, that, that didn't go so well. All right. All right. Let me... Thing. At least I saved after character creation. Okay, let's try this again. Oh, you died jumping out of the tower into the uh, the house. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I've done that before. Didn't die there. Um, let's see. Aldo and actually got me one time. Rob's like that's uh, really pitiful, by the way. <laughs> this, uh, this, this is hard. Uh, yeah, th- th- this is this is ridiculous. Um, by the about an hour into this, I'm just sitting here, like, come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on, you're, 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 God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Rob's blood pressure. <laughs> so, uh, in the end, uh, I walked away defeated. Just like, uh, I, I, I can't do it. The farthest I got was the bear. That is the farthest I got. The damn bear got almost me. Ate it. That's really I was, impressive. I was he almost there. You was! Sorry. No, I, I wanted to take on the bear. I wanted to take on the bear. But that, yeah, that, that's as far that's as far as I got. Wait, how so. is he a wuss by taking on the bear? I, because I wanted to say the one that started with a P, but then Avarwin would go all red, and then I was like, ah, eh, that's just. Mm-hmm. But, but how how is he? We get a one star review for Potty Mouth. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we're already getting another one star review for being too uh, too entertaining today. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. So, so that that is what I attempted. Um, I, I, I attempted that challenge, and after uh, giving it uh, a, a good few go uh, go throughs, um, how many? I at least twenty. Oh, at least God. twenty. Wow, oh, Lord! It That's was more uh, than a good few. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's always fun, you know, when you end up taking a, a, a battle axe to the face by the. Um, uh, the bear? storm cloak. Well, well, the, well, the bear. But but the storm cloaks got me a couple times. Um, uh, like because because I always go with the Imperials because the storm cloaks are a bunch of uh, nozzles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so so I go with the uh, 
uh, I, I go with was it Hadvir and uh, Hadva. And, man, Hadva. 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 So <laughs> I, would, like I always go with him, and as soon as that gate opens and you go rushing in there, there's that one that has like the. Sometimes it's a battle axe, other times it's a it's a war hammer, and it's just like, okay, smack, and I'm dead. Like, shoot. And, yeah. and what I had to do was I had to uh, shut off my autosave. Because it kept trying to reload me at uh, a checkpoint. What kills me, what I hate, is when you're you're uh, you're in the middle of like a, a hefty fight, right? I mean, you're just you and this NPC, you're just duking it out, right? And the NPC crits, and you've got like a sizable amount of your health left. You know, less than half, but still enough to really, you know, have a moment where you can sort of either heal yourself or take a potion and get, and get in a few swings before you really start feeling like you're about to die. And they crit, and they take all that health, and they get a, a freaking kill cam on you, and it's all gone. And you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> so we had a expect. question in chat as to what is a dead is dead playthrough. Uh, so you know, just for our podcast listeners, you know that can't see the chat, uh, pretty much it's after you you know make your character and save that character. That's the last time you get to save. Yep. So if, if the yeah. character dies. Uh, then that means that the character is 100% dead. Uh, so that that's that's what we that's what we attempted with this challenge. But it, it was a lot of fun, and uh, and of course I did have to jump back on my main with uh, my spell sword so that I could feel a little bit more powerful since I'm playing on master. You know, that's, that's great uh, about video games. That's a that's a little bit easier. <laughs> there you go. Um, now, most people don't attempt dead is dead on legendary. <laughs> no, no, it's it's literally suicide. Oh god, that's like smack yourself in the face with a hammer would probably be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you had fun. <laughs> it's, yeah. I had fun. Um I've been doing a lot of dungeons this week in ESO. A lot. I've I'm really like Star. I yeah. Uh so shout out to uh Zephin, Sanaj, Holy Diver, and Buddha, as well as Liz Liz. Um I did uh I completed for the first time and got the achievements for Veteran Rank City of Ash. I tanked that. Wait, what? Yeah. What? VR City of Ash. I know. Nice. I know. We went in there, and you know, it didn't work out so well. But cheater! I, I, I'm not a cheater. I'm cheated a cheater. on me. Where was I? You were. <laughs> you were doing a very good job putting together the new Dragon Age Off the Record, which is available oh. on QuestGamingNetwork.com, guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that she's was, cheating that was on good. you with Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so wow. yeah, so we went back in there and I did it. I did it. It was great. Um, and I this week I also um pretty sure I still feel betrayed. Uh, don't Liz, it's okay. We'll take you back in and you'll get it too. No, I don't are. want to now. <laughs> it's been it's been ruined. <laughs> I know it's ruined. ruined. <laughs> it's ruined for me. I can't. I just can't see my way through this. <laughs> I know. God. Uh, <laughs> So, so Jealous is going, nice save, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty nice save, but then you just ruined it again. Yeah, so I, I know. I, I, like hey, Evarwin, yeah. bless your heart. Oh, crap, I'm ducking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we did that. That was a lot of fun. And I, I think this week what I also did was um, I reallocated my attribute points. I'm not sure if that was last week or if it was this week. It was last week. Okay, yeah. I put all my points into health. And between the gear that I'm wearing and that... Um, I've got like, when I, when I'm, uh, when I, when I have my food buff, 
on me. I've got 33k health. Nice. And it's awesome. It's really, really good. So I'm having fun tanking again. Um, also, this week with uh, with Zephan and Sinaj, I ran into uh, Craglorn with those guys. Um, unfortunately, Liz was not available again because uh, of Dragon Age Off the Record. <laughs> what? Um, no, no, I'm not getting on you for it. I'm just saying, you know, you weren't available again. So, oh, we, I had to finish the DLC. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe we should we should hear a little bit about how freaking hard it was for you to put that show together this week. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, did Road have a fan running again? Road did have a fan running again, but also um, I didn't get the DLC uh, for myself because I, I went and bought it for Road, and then so we had to like we had like five hours to finish the DLC. <laughs> Total, <laughs> yeah. Little yeah. intense this week, so we understood why you couldn't, you know, lend us your awesome heels. And plus, you know, getting the house ready to be shown and all that. Yeah, that was a thing for you, right? Yeah, that was a thing, but I'm still a little jealous. And, and you said you texted me, and you were like, "Hey, do you want to play?" No, I, I think you made up that that every. No, it's not. I, I did. I I tried sending you a picture as well, and you know, of course, you didn't. You know, get the picture, but uh, in any. I eventually did. <clears throat> All right, so you saw I'm what I'm saying. It was there. I have invited you every evening that I played. That is the truth. I think you're. I'm not lying. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you get subpar heels that way. I don't care. As at, wow. Pop <laughs> a potion. Nice. Pop a potion and suck it out. Well, as Rhodes likes to say, anyway. <laughs> I just really like giving you a hard time. I, I know you do. That's that's uh, that's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, ran into Craglorn with uh, with those guys as well, and uh, there was a couple of delves that I I hadn't gotten the completions for. We did that uh, Lothnock Caverns and Serpent's Nest, and then we also ran into Skyreach Pinnacle. I've never done the daily quest for Skyreach Pinnacle before. That thing is freaking awesome as hell. It's this like, have you ha, ha, have you ever done? Has anyone done that before? Maybe, not sure. Not sure. It's this. It's basically this giant tower in the middle of Cragmore. I think it's off of Cragmore. I think I've jumped off the bridge a couple times. Right. <laughs> that you're thinking of the right thing. There's that bridge there. Yeah. Uh, really cool. You run into this thing, right? And. It's not a very long dungeon at all. It, it doesn't like twist and, and wind around and all that. It, it's just it's basically like a like a circular arena type of thing. And there's this NPC in there who's who's um I guess like trying to uh, tickle some circles on the ground with some magic. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> he's like trying to like open up some seals or close some seals. I don't. Know. I really wasn't paying attention. I could care less. But. Uh, <laughs> What he what he does do is he's he needs um he needs to be protected by waves of enemies uh, while he's casting a spell in a certain area of the room for I guess to seal something up and you've got to you know obviously protect him from these waves of enemies. There's like four uh, seals that he's interacting with in some manner, and every one of these turns uh, brings out like four or five different waves of, of enemies. So you're in there for like. 20, 25 waves of enemies, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. We had a blast running through that thing. Oh, that was like fun. It was cool. Also, and it's a daily. It's a daily. Ooh. It's a daily. I think it's a daily. I'm pretty sure it is. Almost everything in Craig Lorne is. Yeah, that was t- 
ton of fun. I loved it. So there's that. Uh, also, the challenge that I did this week was I tanked a dungeon in first person. I did that. And that was Skyreach Pinnacle. So so on top of going into this thing and never doing it before uh, and having this, this you know, pretty difficult uh, piece of content that I was getting through for myself, I had to do it in first person. <laughs> so Wait, you were in first person in something else, weren't you? Because I remember you say, hey, Liz, if there's anything on the ground, tell me. Because I'm in first person. <laughs> oh, right. That was when we were doing that... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. That was, uh, we were doing a, a fight. I forgot the name of the dungeon. Oh, you were up against a wall. Oh, yeah. And so you had to be in first person. Okay. Right. I had to, I put myself up against the wall to line of sight the boss over to me. And then we're right. all going to like stack up and group up there. I forgot the name of the dungeon and the fight in itself. But anyway, that's, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Cause that was the one where, um, I think Zephin was Zephin's very good at giving you the lowdown of the of the boss fights. Yeah, he is. And um, he goes, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, everybody, watch your step at the beginning of this dungeon." And didn't realize that when you're playing with a Varwin and you say "watch your step," you have to tell him every time before he needs to watch him step. Watch his step. Um, <laughs> Hi, Jinx and Sue. That is all I shall say. <laughs> Hi, Jinx, indeed, and Sue. Oh crap! Did. I got to run back from the beginning. What happened? Ah, oh, well, I ran into them. Well, that brings up another point, uh, is that this week, I think I've fallen off maybe about two or three bridges. And that's pain. it? Yeah, it was a good week for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm going along with this, so I'll, I'll cut it short. Uh, the fact is, is I also downloaded a couple of new add-ons, which I'm, I'm very happy with. Uh, AUI, which adds a lot of information to normal UI elements, plus a mini-map. Uh, I also downloaded Harvin's Extended Stats, which is good if you're a tank because it shows a lot of your individual element elemental resistances as well. And we did the PVE Stomp event. Uh, a bunch of us met at the Barbed Hook, uh, Barbed Hook Inn at Skywatch City in Oridon. Uh, we had a lot of folks join us, around 20 or more, and we ran into Cyrodiil and just defeated all the Dark Anchors. Managed to get achievements. It was so much fun. So huge thanks if you joined the PVE stomp. Had a lot of fun doing that. Definitely was a stomp, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you didn't get a hit on a, a creature, you pretty much didn't get a hit on at anything. Yeah. The Daedra were literally getting their face stomped. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it we're, uh, we had a blast doing it too because we were saying like, you know, <laughs> we're talking about dark anchors. And, and we're saying, like, all these enemies that are coming through the Dark Anchor are standing around in Col Cold Harbor, like, I don't want to go. You go. No, you go. And there's Moloch Ball, like, you have to go down there. <laughs> what I did find, if you're doing Dark Anchors and somebody has a Sork with pets out, watch the pets. Because yeah. I got tired of not being able to get a hit on anything. So I followed the pets because as soon as, like, you get the animation of death for a Daedra, the pets will immediately run to the next spawn point. Oh. So you just follow them there and just be like, okay. And slash and run to the next one and slash. And <laughs> yeah, it was versus just running around like a madman in circles around the dark anchor going, come on, let me hit something. Uh, Mike, you're a spot on with that, too, because as soon as you said that, I was doing the same thing and I, I got a couple of hits in, too. Yeah. And then the entire <laughs> group was it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just like that. It was awesome. Battlespire. I can't forget about that. I downloaded Battlespire. I'm so excited. Um. I downloaded Battlespire off of uh, seeing on Twitter today. Bethesda tweeted out that GOG.com, I guess it's GOG.com. GOG <laughs> I don't know. Either way it. you spell it, it's GOG. 
GOG. Um, they had, I think it stands for Good Old Games, something like that. They have, I think, Arena, uh, Morrowind for sure, Redguard, Battlespire for sure. All these are on sale. Uh, I bought Battlespire and Redguard. Each of them were five ninety nine when I bought them. They actually have their own like Steam esque downloader as well. So if you buy the game and you get their GOG Galaxy thing uh, software, it'll actually install the game. It'll download it and install it for you. So it's super easy. And we're talking about Battlespire, for God's sakes. I mean, like, do you have any idea how long it took Mark, poor Mark, to, like, get that working oh, on his yeah. computer? It took him forever. <laughs> I, I was up and running in 45 minutes after purchasing. But I want it now. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> kind of how I was, yeah. <laughs> um, I I really enjoy this. I have more fun playing this than I did with, uh, than I did with Marwind. I, honestly, I, it was it's it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. It's the it. pervy daedra. Yeah, it, the pervy daedra for sure. Wait, what? 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 Oh, haven't you watched any of Mark's stream? All of the I... you know the the perversions that happen in these old games that he's uncovering. <laughs> all I've heard is Razmout. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was actually playing that before the uh, the show today, and I was having a lot of fun. So Battlespire is definitely cool. Anyway, that's it for me. Um, what about you, Liz? What have you been doing in Elder Scrolls? Um, you were witness to pretty much all of it. I did, you know, the, the stomp, and I did some of the dungeons, and it was it was like you said, it was like riding a bike, uh, getting back into it very easily. Although I will say, with that little group we've got going on, I don't know who it is, Evarwin. <clears throat> But I feel kind of useless because I've been healing and then somebody else is healing as well. And I don't know who it is. Well, I mean, you're in there with a, with a night blade as well. So it could be, it could be that that you're seeing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really throw out too many heals, to be honest with you. I know you do that, that, uh, that one that doesn't cost any stamina or magicka. Yeah, but yeah, I know you do that one because I was like, "Well, I'm getting rid of this because I can't ever use it because somebody else is using it." Well, I'm kind of the I can't, I'm kind of the tank. I need to. <laughs> I know. Keep my I, stamina. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I did that, and um, last night I went into Skyrim because I've been getting the Skyrim bug again. And if Arwen heard me play Skyrim for the first, I probably for the first time, like really play it. Like this is how I talk when I, I play Skyrim, and um. How many profanities did I utter? I have no idea. Um, more than a Dennis Leary album, I would say. <laughs> that, that, is, that is many. That is many. Yeah, um, a lot. But he was also there for when I shot a hawk out of the sky. Oh. Uh -huh. Finally, you completed last week's challenge. That doesn't apply to this week. It totally does. I'm using it every time. It only took her a week, folks. Two weeks. Two weeks. It took me five seconds between seeing the hawk. I, I misshot <laughs> once. And then I saw where it was going and then went boom and I, I started screaming. Yeah. And uh, of course I get yelled at for that. Or not yelled at, but golly. I didn't, you didn't get yelled at. I just reminded you that it was last week's challenge. Uh -huh. You're a week late. And um, <laughs> I would like to challenge you to ever do that. Huh? I have done ever. it. No, you haven't. I did. Liar! I'm not lying. I did it. Did you also at level two kill two giants? No. 
No, but now it's two giants. Yeah. It was two giants. By so the end of the show. Eight giants. By the end of the show, Liz is going to be like, I was flanked by giants to the left of me, to the right of me. There was I lightning was. in the there sky. There were two. An ancient dragon sky. dropped out of the sky. <laughs> now, who was falling out of the sky was me because I, I did get cocky. It took maybe three times, three or four. Um, and uh, yeah, profanities ensued. <laughs> Because I'm not used to that also because I'm used to, you know, being so high up in archery by the time I see a giant that I'm like, yeah, it takes one shot if I'm just from sneak and that's it. But no, um, I got cocky and uh, I forgot that you fly up in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I started – then I realized there were two giants and I was like, oh, crap, my, my followers down. What am I going to do? Start running. Yeah, I run towards these guards that are at this watchtower and they're like, I'm getting out of here. So, yes, they got an earful from me for being cowards. They did. That they did. I remember you saying that. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. That's all exactly what it of, sounded like. All Sharks. I can think of is Liz singing It's Raining Men as she's walking yes. through the through the plains of Whiterun as the giants keep attacking everybody. Yeah. There was. And there was one that really wanted to date. He was like, hey, come back here. Your character is cute. Okay. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's the only way. And, and then, and then he didn't want to go near the guards that were scared of him. Ugh. Anyway, I like the way so, you yeah. throw your hips around. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So that was it. A lot of profanity, and I actually just yeah. fired up Skyrim again. You should have. You should have heard her when she died in uh, "Don't Starve" uh, just before the show. <laughs> Good lord. What? Good lord. What? You would have made a sewer trucker blush. <laughs> I don't like dying. Oh, clearly not. <laughs> I'm not used to it. <laughs> so Liz had a very bad case of gamer Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a lady. You no are. I believe you. You are. You are a lady. Uh, in fact, I believe the top of our our notes says a lady among thieves and our exploitress. That's right. So there she is in 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 the deed. Um, Mike, we haven't heard from you yet. What uh, what what'd you do in Elder Scrolls? So I got my Templar up to VR eight, uh, and I'm about halfway through the Oridon quest line. Uh, so I'm having fun with that being back in AD territory finally, and especially with gold content because it's really, you know, gold content is very strange when you're used to seeing it from just basic leveling. Yeah. You, know, you go into <laughs> the bank and there's nobody. You know, you walk through town <laughs> yeah. and there's nobody. And it's like, wow, this is very, very strange feeling because it feels like a single player game in gold content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's certain things you still can't do because you need people there to help you because it's meant for group play. Um, but I've also been trying to get my uh, Dark Elf Sorcerer up to VR level. So I'm almost done with the Alakir Desert. I have to do the final, you know, run through that uh, city of the dead there um, and get him through that to move on to uh, uh, the last one in uh, the DC area. So, yeah, I've been having fun. And this guy, because it's his main area i take my time with him and listen to all the quests and you know talk to all the non-player characters and do everything so you know he's a much slower progression than anybody else who's gone through the dc but you're enjoying it you know you're just absorbing it all yeah yeah because that's the way i do it's like you know if it's your leveling character everything gets done very slowly so that you can take Mm -hmm. in everything oh and if it's you know your gold content or your silver content it's like yeah, I've done this one before. I just breeze through because I don't like it. But if it's one I like, I'll take my time with it. 
You know, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this real quick. Um, you know, Jealous had said something very uh, interesting on Tales of Tamriel this week, and that was, um, it seems like going forward, Zoss is going to be developing this game as if it were just Skyrim with friends instead of really an MMO. And you know, the the thought had occurred to me, and I said, you know, if I if I kind of go forward with the game with that in my mind. I honestly think that I might, like, if I conceive of the game that way, I might actually have more fun. Really? Yeah. Huh. I might actually have more fun thinking of it that way <clears throat> than thinking of it as a competitive MMO against all the, you know, latest and greatest that's that's out there. Actually, I think you're right on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If they put housing with mannequins in, then it'll truly be Skyrim with friends because I can hoard everything. Yes. Right. What, um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up, Mike, is because, you know, you're saying that, you know, you're playing the game. Um, now, now hold on, chat room. All right. I didn't say that, that I'm quoting, quoting a jealous on that. So, so all due credit to him, um, before he goes saying that I'm right or anything. Um, but, you know, Mike, you're, you know, you're sort of saying that, you know, you're playing the game kind of in that way and that you're having fun. Um, so I want to just throw it out there. And I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't be playing a year and what year and a quarter, year and a half out, you know, and still playing low level characters. I'd be grinding like everybody else. True that. Uh, you know, I've seen all of the territories at least once, uh, most of them twice or three times now. Uh, you know, I've got seven, six characters that are fully integrated that I work on, on a, you know, a weekly basis. And uh, a bank character that's called Holds Many Things. And uh, I've got an open slot for whenever we do these naked uh, runs so that uh, <laughs> I can, you know, throw it away later like that stupid orc. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I do the same thing. Extra one, too. Which, yeah, Zoss really needs to put that in the crown store. Extra character slots. Yes. No, they need <laughs> extra bag space. Yeah. Yes, that too. Like, I, mean, I can't get excited. Like, even when you were talking about the stuff that had been data mined, I was like, I don't have room for it. I'm sorry. I... I yeah, that would have been put up for sale. Uh, ice trebuchets that we got uh, from the uh, Dark Anchor run because I had, didn't have bag space to hold them on active characters, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I'm not going to get into Cyrodiil to be playing anytime soon. So I overpriced them and put them on the store. If somebody's dumb enough to buy it for you know a hundred thousand uh, gold pieces, they can have it. See, now they're uh, all they're all concerned about <laughs> but, watering down their content by by adding more bag slots but they're not concerned about watering down their content by adding uh you know racial style motifs that need to be grinded out before you can acquire them how is watering down how is that watering down content if, if you're giving bag space there's no reason not to give more bag space the, well, they're, they're, they're worried about items. people go ahead Mike. they're worried about people like me who have a stack of six you know full 200 a piece of the uh you know the the top level void stone or or you know nightwood so? stacked. Yeah, you know, because they That's want people fault. like yeah they want people like me to either sell it or craft with it instead of holding it for a time when it might be actually be useful, like with the glass armor coming up that you might actually have to you do crafting and need these crafting materials. So no, then stop changing things that we don't know if we're going to need shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry for that. Word. Nah, don't worry, that's all right. Um, I mean, <laughs> look, we got that that damn deplorable crown store in the game anyway i mean you know these are might as well it will start... make money if they sell spots okay exactly why i mean just put put freaking character slots and bag slots into the crown store i don't know how many times the community has to say it 
guys. Zoss. I don't know how many times the community has to say it. So I'm really sure at this point you're probably working on it. And if you and if you are, good on you. But if you're not, get on that. Get working on it, please. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking anything else seriously uh, with this crown store until the practical stuff. Yeah. Or the stuff that people are crying for. Uh, I mean, it's probably the only thing you really can be selling inside that store that's going to make the entire store itself just worth its presence in the game. Yes. <sighs> I digress. Anyway, Mike, back to you, please. So the last thing I did is I played Skyrim also. Um, I completed the College of Winterhold questline. So uh, nice. if you guys have been following for the last couple months, I've been playing a Dungeons & Dragons style mage. So no armor, so just whatever robes or clothes that I can find. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to be naked. Uh, uh, staffs or dagger, a single dagger, no double daggers. Uh, and uh, I've gotten through, you know, killed off on Kano and all that stuff. And uh, I'm actually having a lot of fun, but uh, my um, mage skill lines are still fairly low. So I'm like, hmm, what can I do? And I'm thinking about... Uh, doing a lot of the mod quest lines that people have made. So uh, I did uh, um, Naruto this week, where it's uh, over by the um, Hot Springs area. Uh, was it southeastish or south of uh, um, Windhold or um, Windhelm? And uh, it's got these skeletons in it. It's all skeletons, but they're super powered skeletons. Like it takes three fireballs to kill them. Uh, so, you know, they're no pushover, they're no joke, and it's got a giant skeleton inside that's all, like, spooky and, you know, nasty. Uh, so I did that one. I think I might do, um, uh, Falskar next, uh, and do that one, because I haven't... I started that one with another character, but I, uh, gave up on it to go back and finish the quest line I was on. So I might actually do that with her, and, uh, continue playing all of that, so... Well, congratulations, Archmage. Yeah, Archmage... (laughs) as a mage. Right, right. mage as a thief or an assassin or yeah. a, uh, you know. So that's really cool. You did it as a mage. Congratulations. That's that's awesome. Now, it's very funny because I've got her running around in um, the nocturnal robes. That's where your side <laughs> boob comment came from. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Blindsided much? <laughs> hey, Mike. If, uh, if, if you like... Um, Mods that that introduce quests that players made. Uh, look up a mod called Undeath. That is a really fun mod. Um, that one I've never started it. Uh, I I had it for a long time without actually running it too. And when I just accidentally stumbled across where you start it, you know, no spoilers. Uh, I decided to actually pursue it, and it was so much fun. Oh my god, it was it was it was awesome. All right. Uh... Boy, we had a lot of awesome stuff to say this week. And um, before we uh, start heading out to the uh, crafting table, uh, we just want to throw out our gameplay challenges again for this week. So, in ESO, actually help someone in the game. Group up. Craft something. Run a low-level dungeon or a gil- for a guildie, etc. That comes from Zephan from our um, ESOTR Akatosh Guild. So, thank you, Zephan. Send me worms. Right. Send, <laughs> send someone something. That might be nice. Um, in Skyrim, kill a giant at level two. In Daggerfall, yes, guys, get into Daggerfall. You can either get it on the anthology or you can go to elderscrolls.com and download it for free. Daggerfall, get out of Privateer's Cove. That is the first dungeon. 
and an oblivion. I'm not doing that because last time I flipped a table. <laughs> and good luck if you try to do that. Uh, it's not impossible. Uh, oblivion. Make a good-looking character. <laughs> and we want the photos. Picks or it didn't happen. Uh, of course, if uh, you don't like any of those, you can always make up your own. Email us your story at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. And hey, if you feel like it, let me know and I'll uh, I'll read your story in character. There you go. Or in character. Yes. <laughs> anyway, crafting table. That's coming up right now. Ow! Son of a bitch! Lost Paladins of the Divine's Wrath Armor. This was submitted by an uh, ESOTR uh, Akatosh Guild member as well. So thank you very much for that. Uh, This is a uh, Skyrim mod. Again, it's called Lost Paladins of the Divine's Wrath Armor by Jeros, who says, This is the Skyrim version of my Paladin Armor mod, originally created for Oblivion. The theme of the armor is that it belonged to one of the Lost Paladins of the Nine Divines. Uh, If you are interested in the lore created behind the armor, be sure to check out Lost Paladins of the Divines on Oblivion Nexus. For now, enjoy this re-imaging based on... Hoth Trooper 44's original Paladin armor. Now, um, I've got some images for you. I'd like to show the um, the live stream. So uh, give me a second here to pull that up. And uh, to the hosts, uh, there's a link there in, in our, our notes. So this is it. It's on the Skyrim Nexus. Um, and let me just uh, pull this, this photo up right here. Bam! That's it right there. So the... The chat room is seeing this. It's uh, it's it's very like uh, fantasy esque looking type of armor. It's um, bright bright silver with uh, uh, trimmings of gold. The uh, the the helmet itself is uh, it's all in plate. It's got some chainmail on it as well. Um, some leather straps. Really really nice looking. The helmet has. Um, uh, gold gilded uh, wings that kind of looks like um, Aragorn's crown from uh, Lord of the Rings. Nerd. And uh, well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's it's got that end of the med- medieval era look to to the um, to the armor. Very very nice looking. Let me get another one up here. Uh, it also I'll tell you when you first said that it was based on Hoth Trooper Forty Four's original Paladin armor. I'm thinking that we're going to see Star Wars Hoth Troopers <laughs> with the white armor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, right here on the uh, on the belt on the lower left is like a really cool looking uh, medicine bag. I think that's a nice little touch. Uh, it also comes in a uh, female style as well. Hopefully, I can... here we go. Let me load this up here. So this is this is how it looks on on females. That and, is kinda, ooh. Isn't that cool? You saw that there's a picture uh, on, on one of the um, uh, one of the photos where there's uh, I guess a helmet that has an open mask, or it's almost like it, it has the wings. Uh, so it's almost like uh, not, not not a tiara, um, but kind of like a face shield. 
Right. Like it, tiaras. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a face shield, um, but it has the wings without the you know the big metal uh, Boba Fett looking face. Yeah, uh, I've got the uh, stream looking at that right now. What you're what you're describing, um, it looks very good with the the female type of armor. Yeah, the female armor, uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty much the same. Only it's it's a little bit more um, trimmed, so so you can see a little bit of the uh, the female form within it. What's that, Liz? It's shaped. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably the better word. It's it's shaped. You know, it's a little tighter around the waistline. You know, it lets out a little bit uh around the uh around the chest area. It's not as bulky in the shoulders as it is in the male's version of it. Um But it also doesn't look like uh your bodybuilder like a lot of female armors do. Right. Right. So this thing is super cool. Um so I thought uh it would be really great to uh feature it on the show today. And a uh, big shout out to uh, the ESOTR Akatosh Guild for uh, throwing that out there this week. Uh, emails. Boy, oh boy, do we have some awesome stuff. We've got a couple of emails for you. We've got uh, the Tamrielic, um, uh This Week in Tamrielic Holidays, plus the Two Moons Horoscope, all coming at you in our uh, community segment right here. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Mike, take it away with this week in Tamrielic Holidays. So tomorrow, last seed, the 27th, is Harvest's End. Perhaps no other festival fires the spirit of a city as much as the one held today. Harvest End, the work of the year is over. The seeding, the sowing, and the reaping. Now is the time to celebrate and enjoy the fruits of the harvest. And even visitors to the region are invited to join the farmers. The taverns offer free drinks all day long, an extravagance before the economy of the coming winter months. Underfed farmhands gorging themselves and then getting sick in the town square are the most common sights of the celebration <laughs> of Harvest End. Also, this day, uh, so tomorrow, in the third era, 433, marked the beginning of the Oblivion Crisis. Patrick Stewart, we we miss you. We love you. <laughs> he, he, oh. And the final hours of my life. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, that wasn't. No, you, you can't replicate his voice, dude. No, I I can't. I can only hope to uh, be no. somewhat somewhat as cool. Uh, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're not cool, right? But, I mean, nobody can be as cool as Patrick Stewart. I mean, for for God's sakes, he was the captain of the NCC seventeen oh one D. Yeah, Andy. Right. This yeah. is Brego the Khajiit. Next, my friend Madriel the Khajiit has for you the <laughs> the inner workings of your future in the Two Moons horoscope. Madriel, go please. Last seed, the 26th, Jode Masser, awakens slowly, but is almost there. His little brother, Jode Skunda, is wide awake. Today is the last day of the Kathay birds. The star of Akatash reigns high in the night sky. His eye blesses those with a noble character this day. 
Ah, very good. Very good. I like that. Um, so I just want to throw out there. <laughs> Liz is choking on something. Choking on her stuff. <laughs> she got um, a hairball. <laughs> we do. Uh, we do have moderators in the chat room. Uh, if I see a comment like that again, uh, we're gonna boot you. All right. So knock I'll that crap ahead. off. There you go. Emails, guys. Emails. Uh, who wants to get the first one? Anyone? Anyone? I'll, I'll do it. Rob will do it. Read. Rob never reads emails. I never read emails. All right. <clears throat> Greetings, ESOTR crew. So I decided to take up your weekly gameplay challenge and try tanking veteran Dragonstar Arena as a vampire. Since I have yet to complete it, and my tank build relies heavily on being a stage 4 vampire for the reduced ultimate cost. As it turns out, the group I gathered uh, ended up being three-fourths vampires. Ooh. We did surprisingly well. sparkle a lot. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, <laughs> we did surprisingly well and made it to the eighth round. Uh, but the fire mage boss on the Dwemer stage turned out to be too much for our tender, pasty complexions. <laughs> I was especially <laughs> impressed that we were able to make it that far. Me too. Uh, not only considering the vampire factor, but also we had two players who had never even attempted DSA on veteran difficulty before. Uh, I was also pleasantly surprised at how well my vampire nightblade tank, I call it a forsaken guardian, uh, held up in there. The AoE self-heals from Sap Essence and Devouring Swarm combined with the high dodge chance from using Blur with the Histbark armor set proved more than enough to make up for heavy fire damage on the danger ground. Uh, it was frustrating that we got so far and we were unable to complete it, but I had a blast nevertheless. Uh, happy hunting, Rhino. I love this email. Yes. Three out I of do. four vampires. Vet DSA. They go in there, they basically kick butt all over the place and do a good job. It's really awesome. And it was that one is. of the... It was one of the those uh, those challenges that we we're thinking like, eh, probably not going to hear much on that one, but we did. Really cool. Well, congratulations. Right after the show. What's that, Liz? People were doing it right after the show. That was what was cool too. Yeah. Uh Liz, you want to take the next one? No, but I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I have to. I have to get over there because I, I might have been uh, selling stuff in Skyrim. I, I'm <clears> sorry <throat> about my large uh, margins here in, in the notes. I know. I have to scroll eight page 8 of 14, and I'm still not down where it is. <laughs> Good God. Um, I'm thorough. <laughs> I'm page 11. I, okay. Um, actually, it's on page yeah, 11 and 14. You're right. Yeah. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say hi from Ireland and hi. to say thanks for such an entertaining and informative show that you put together for us. You're welcome. Oh, see, this guy likes the entertainment. Yeah. Aww. Aww. A couple of months ago, I was rushing to finish Witcher 3 on PS4 to start into ESO, but I was a bit daunted and I, as I hadn't gone near an Elder Scrolls game since Skyrim. I found your show on the iTunes store and have been seriously hey. impressed with your podcast. Aww. I loaded them all up to a USB stick and listened to them during my daily commute. The love and care you demonstrate for not just the Elder Scrolls series, but for gaming as a whole is laudable and impressive. You have reinvigorated my love and respect for gaming and its communities and have allowed me to approach ESO with a view of investing time and effort into the game. Oh boy, Normally I hope you with like Oblivion and Skyrim or other MMOs, I'd just play the main quests and lots of side quests, but once I'd hit around 100 hours, I'd move on to something else. Uh, this is not something that is going to happen this time. I'm in for the long haul. 
Yeah, and connected as a connected aside, my 14-year-old nephew came to visit me last Christmas, and I always let him spend lots of times gaming, as his parents have a dim view of gaming. Aww. He discovered my old Skyrim saves and jumped in. He was mad for it! Saved up for a second-hand PS3 with the sole purpose of getting it for him for Skyrim. He visited again last week and showed me loads of things I didn't even think about when I played it. I have to go back and rediscover it now. And finally, the classic Elder Scrolls is an absolutely brilliant as the podcast I've listened to. Wait, finally, the classic Elder Scrolls is absolutely brilliant as the podcasts I listen to really help me give much a much greater depth of understanding of the lore and gives a much greater depth to the ESO universe. Keep up the great work. Regards, Brendan Crow. Thanks, Liz. Ah, words are hard sometimes. But you I did great. He's the one that donated to us this week. Yeah, he was. Um, so, so Mike, this guy, he loves your work. Uh, yeah. He says, uh, you and you and Mark, classic. It's absolutely brilliant. So, Mike and Mark, you can uh, take a nice nice bow for, for Brendan Crow here. He's giving you an applause. Hey. Isn't that nice with the nephew, though? Like, you yeah. know, you're, you're almost reliving the beginning of the game. First of all, you're also the cool uncle because uh, you get to let him play video games while his parents won't. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, my nieces are too young for that. Like, I can't wait till they get just old enough, and um, hopefully they still talk to me. You know, sometimes it's not cool to talk to quote unquote grownups, even though I'm sort of not grown up. But yeah, you know, I hope to get them into playing this game. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of. Uh, he had a lot of nice things to say. You know, we all work very, very hard in producing the show every single week. Um, you know, I'm not the only person that, that writes the notes. You know, certainly uh, everyone here, especially Mike, has a lot of input as to what goes on here. So it's a, it's a team effort these days. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you guys all deserve a huge pat on the back, of course. Um, I try not to uh, uh, skip an opportunity to say thank you to you guys. And, and you do a wonderful job. And... Um, you know, uh, my my nephew as well. He's he's uh, ten years old, and he I'm getting him into Elder Scrolls, and he really loves these games. Um, so I totally understand where where uh, Brendan's coming from here and sharing it with his his nephew. And um, how young do you think is too young? Because one of my nieces is ten, and I'm like, ah. I think ten is about that point where it's like it you you can go one way or the other. Any younger than that, and well, my daughter is nine, and she has a character in ESO that she plays dress up with. But well, so, yeah, but she runs around in the cities, and I'm talking yeah. about like going through with the Draugr. Oh, uh, yeah. Like she can't, she can't do like that kind of fighting and battling. It's a little hard, all the coordination on the keyboard and stuff. But she yeah. runs around the city like there's no tomorrow, you know, playing dress up, and you know it's a good way to start. You know, get them in there to you know, understand. Okay, you can put armor on. You can you know change the color of it. You can you know ride your horse. You have to have the responsibility of logging in to feed your horse. You know. Oh, you're training her for having a pet. Aww. Or we yeah. got two ferrets. <laughs> oh, you have two You have ferrets? Oh, my God. Yeah. I've heard they're they, actually good pets. Okay. They, are, they are, except for yeah. tonight. They were crazy. They dumped their food off the table. Bad ferret. Yeah, they managed to get up on the table. It was, you know, they're at the age now where nothing is safe. <laughs> Do they have names? Uh, I'm Lirion and Rosalinda. Wow, you oh. are a gamer nerd. Oh. I didn't name them. <laughs> Aww. Those are awesome names. Those, Those are, are great. awesome names. Not as good as Captain Nibbles, but pretty good. Uh, sometimes I look over in the chat room and I just laugh at, at the comments that are being said. Like, while we're talking, like, they're off doing their own thing. And 
Valen in the chat room goes, Osgan, Superman's powers comes from the Yellow Sun specifically, so I don't think Elder Scrolls' sun counts. <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm like, what the hell's going on in that chat room? Where... <laughs> and none of us are wearing our Superman shirts today, even to... Pokemon. I know, no, I got I got my shirt on that says, good morning's an oxymoron. <laughs> Man, I love you. I love our chat room. They are amazing, amazing people. Really, there we got such a great community here. Yes, we do. We do. Um, all right, guys. That that is that is the end of our show, episode one hundred and sixty. Wow! How about that? Wow! Yeah. What are we gonna do for the two hundredth episode? I don't know, Liz. We're probably gonna ask you to write some music. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I spent myself on Bohemian Rhapsody with not very much response to it. So I'm like, eh. that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I guess eh. that's not fun. So, well, I don't know, but it's a good question to start asking ourselves because we're, you know, 40 episodes away. So should probably start getting some kind of an idea. I would like to do something for 200. Yeah. Be next spring. So. Uh, yeah, about that, yeah. And uh, we've got, you know, for those that don't listen to Classic, maybe you want to start because there's uh, our 50th episode's coming up and we have a special that uh, we're going to talk about there. So, uh, you know, make sure you listen uh, to what's going on for our 50th. That's right. Cool. You know what else that I just realized? What's that? Is that I believe this episode, uh, mainly because of the time frame, not necessarily the, the episode number itself, but I believe oh, that yeah. uh, this marks my and Liz's one year <gasps> yeah, it on, does. on the podcast. That's right. Wow. It's been a year. It's been a year. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I remember when, when Avaron was like, what am I going to do? And I remember like getting into the shower. It's always a shower thing when you, <laughs> when you have ideas because I was, and I remember thinking, wow, I'm, you know, this is a shower idea. I'm going to text him and say, Hey, why don't you invite Rob? Cause we always have sky or, you know, ESOTR ideas in the shower. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me spend a minute here to just kind of dote on my hosts a little bit. Um, no. Yes, yes, yes. Cause you deserve it. Um, Especially, especially Rob and Liz. Um, I have to, <clears throat> I, I got to say, since it's the one year that you guys have been around on the show, I got to say thank you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for jumping at my back when everyone else was looking to stab it. Thank you for um, sticking out your neck for me when it may not have been worth sticking your neck out for. And thank you for having faith in me for a second chance after I screwed up so many things and, and publicly took the blame for it. Thank you for sticking by my side and, and being friends and um, for renewing your faith in me when everyone else said it's not worth putting any kind of faith in him for. Uh, it's because of people like you and people like Jenny that make me want to be a better person because if you're willing to put that kind of faith in me, then I better damn well be willing to put the kind of work in to myself to make myself a better person and not let folks like yourselves down. So thank you for being here. Thanks for being my friends and thank you for being the fantastic hosts that you have been. Um, because one year ago it was not so easy 
to do that. And you guys had the stomach to do so. And um, in not so short order is Mike, who, um, when he came onto the show, and it hasn't quite been a year yet, the exact same thing was true. And um, he took a chance on a guy he never knew, um, doing exactly the same thing, and has put his faith in, in me and the show and uh, the Elder Scrolls community when it wasn't quite so easy to do that. So I really appreciate all the effort that you guys do. Mike, you're a titan behind the scene. Uh, you really are when it comes to the notes, when it comes to the lore, when it comes to class, classic, I, I couldn't do it without you. Classic would be canceled if it weren't for you. Oh, thank you. So thank you guys. You know, it's a team effort. Everybody contributes. It is. I don't contribute that much. <laughs> are you Shut up! Your own podcast. <laughs> kidding me? People in the chat room into submission every uh, couple of weeks here to give us a new uh, Dragon Age. Exactly. Oh, that's that's because it was my thing. Hey, does anybody know the code for more lockpicks? Uh, I only have what? one. I got, right, I got. What, uh, what what in, in Skyrim? I got nothing. Skyrim. All right. <laughs> Slash joint dark All right. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Player. Player dot. Add item. Uh, add item. A. D that's it? A? <laughs> A. And then how many ever I want? I only need like yep. one. Then A. Yay! One. Thank you! <laughs> okay, that's it. Those are the only ones you gotta remember. A and F. And the, A is lockpicks, F is gold. And literally, I only typed in A. I didn't have to do the, um, ooh, I, sh I think I got called stealing. No, I didn't. Okay, never mind. <laughs> wow. A lot of, lot of love coming into the chat room. Thank you, chat room, so much. Thank you for all of your wonderful positive feedback on, on that. Thank you so much. And for being here as well. All right. Um, mushy stuff aside, where do you get our wonderful show? iTunes. iTunes is a great place to listen to us. Stitcher radio app. It's available on, uh, the, the, um, iTunes store. It's also available on the Google play store. Get the, uh, Stitcher radio app. It's really good for you. Android folk out there who don't have access to iTunes. Stitcher radio is a great place. Or, uh, if you don't like either one of those things, uh, questgamingnetwork.com. We've got a great mobile site. Uh, you can jump on that, and you can listen to all of our shows on on your uh, mobile device on questgamingnetwork.com or in front of your PC as well. Works just as well there. And, of course, on YouTube, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, please, folks, uh, if you have not, please subscribe. Uh, this show is moving to YouTube, and uh, we are... <laughs> We are talking about the entire network moving to YouTube as well. Um, gee whiz, uh, Avarwin, where? Uh, what do you mean you're gee moving whiz. to YouTube? Gee, gee whiz, man, how can I, how can I see you on YouTube? How do I see your show live? It's very easy. Forget Twitch. Screw Twitch. Screw you, Twitch. Um, wow, way to burn bridges, man. Uh, you know what? what I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care. Twitch sucks. It really sucks. It's given me the most heartache not heartache but the, it's the biggest pain in the ass this year has been freaking twitch i swear to god i want to punch okay, that program in the face yes. so screw you twitch <laughs> all right we're going to youtube so <laughs> so how so how do you see us okay it's very easy youtube.com slash quest gaming network slash live We've got a great chat room here come on in put in your bookmarks and if you follow us and subscribe to us on youtube 
get the notification very easily uh, on on your YouTube app, uh, your mobile YouTube app. So it's it's it works at great. So youtube.com slash quest gaming network slash live. Mike, where can everyone find us? Okay, we can be found at questgamingnetwork.com. That's our homepage. There's all kinds of cool stuff to do on there. You get links to different uh, in in computer games, so you can play like Mahjong or some other uh, really cool like little uh, flash games. Uh, you can also visit our sponsors from there, uh, our Amazon associates, and uh, some other cool stuff that's going to be coming along soon. Uh, if you're a Facebook user, which I don't know why you would be, but we do have a Facebook. It's facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, if you are a Twitter f- user, and I hope that you are because all of us are like Twitter crazy, uh, tweet at us at Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, all of our hosts are on Twitter. If you're looking at this on YouTube, you can see them there. Avarwin's at Avarwin. Rage is at, at Rage Philosophy. I am at KDR Mickey. And Liz is at The Exploitress. I mean, oh, no. At Mistress ah. underscore LeBeau. L-E-B-E-A-U. Let's see. You can catch us here on YouTube. And our next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record will be next Wednesday, 9 slash 2. So we're going into September. Oh, my God. Yeah. Next episode of Classic is Sunday, 9 slash 6. Big announcement was announced last this past Sunday. If you want, if you haven't caught it or you want to hear it again, make sure you join us. We have one more week in Oblivion. Uh, Mark's Morrowind will continue on Thursday at nine thirty Eastern Daylight Time. For more pervy acts of Daedra debauchery, please tune in to see what else he's uncovered in the classic Elder Scrolls games. Uh, Dancing with Daggers, Friday nights at 10.30 Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, you can join Rob, uh, Tim, Mark, and uh, Ray as they jam out on some heavy metal tunes and uh, kill people in uh, the Imperial City. Uh, keep an eye out for your iTunes feeds and for uh, the YouTube for the new QGN D&D stream, uh, where you'll join myself, Mark, Tim, uh, T.S. Fangirl and uh, Lenswin Steve Lenswin as we uh, progress through Mark's Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And with that, we have our final thoughts. Now, starting with uh, Rob. Uh, I'm I'm just in a really good mood. Th- this episode was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think is is very high energy. Um, and, and the fact that we have Brian Wheeler in here talking to us about the topic we were discussing was was great. So uh, another big shout out to him. Thank you for stopping by uh, and, and listening to us uh, talk about uh, uh, something pretty uh, that's pretty uh, d- divisive on the, the forums right now. So, yeah, this is had a good time. Uh, chat room's asking, when's the D&D thing? When is QG D&D happening? Send you on mic. So it's been uploaded to my uh, um, my drive so that Mark can do the editing. And uh, whenever he has finished editing, he'll post it. And so I'm hoping this week that the first episode will be out. Um, we have a couple people who are a little leery about doing a live broadcast. Yeah. Uh, so for now, it's going to be a studio cast uh, and just uploaded. Well, uh, I'll tell you this. Um, watch... There's two places. There's a few places you can watch at Quest Gaming on Twitter. Okay, uh, Quest Gaming Network on on Facebook. 
also uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel, and um, the the, uh, the website, questgamingnetwork.com. Look for those places, all right, because that's where you're going to – if anything new hits, that's the first place it's going to hit, those those areas there. So if you're if you're looking for – and we're going to try and, like, get this information out when we – when we have it it's just that you know when it comes to what qgn does these days we we take the spaghetti we hurl it on the wall and we just let you know when something sticks like <laughs> uh i mean we're, we're we're doing so many things these days it's it's really hard for even me to keep track of anything so yeah and you got to realize for a two-hour podcast you know that you're talking probably six hours of pre and post-production minimum per person working on it right so uh liz final thoughts i would like to thank mr wheeler as well for interrupting me twice during the show even though he wasn't even on it okay good for you good for you i like that that is good however he he did say he was saying exactly what i was talking about so i guess yeah. it was more official coming from him true yeah anything else but I'm a girl, so I say it better. Okay, all right. No, that's that's really not Damn. wrong when you think about demographics. It really is wrong. I, no, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not at all. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Mike, I know you've you've said quite a bit. Do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to get out there? So for our one star review reviewer, chicken C A G G T C A T C G G G A T. You can stop me anytime. It's hard for me to stop. <laughs> I, I can't keep up. I'm, We're trying I'm, to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I let you go. You just go and do. I, I don't even That's care. what I do with Road on the show when we start a show. He just goes go. on. And I'm like, are you finished? Are you finished? No. Yeah. You guys, cut it out and put it at the end. You guys are you guys are like you guys are like puppies. It just like let you out and you just go and you find awesome things. I'm like, cool. I didn't know there was a subway in this mall. <laughs> All right, let's get some let's get some sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen to my host. Thank you so much for all that you do. You did a wonderful job today. Pat yourselves on the back. Of course, it is well-deserved. You're very entertaining and very informative. Uh, thank you to Brian Wheeler for showing up. You're awesome. Thank you very much, uh, for monitoring your Twitter account as closely as you do. <laughs> uh, more importantly to our chat room, thank you for being here. Uh, you're what keeps us going. iTunes and, and, uh, Stitcher radio app listeners as well to you. Thank you so much. For listening uh for for uh our youtube watchers thank you please subscribe uh and uh, thank you for for uh watching there as well um and 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 if you're looking for another fantastic piece of content other than our show please uh this episode of tales of tamriel episode number 78 crying over spilled mead is really something special um both agelos and um Avi Optimal really hit it out of the park this week. About halfway in, they start really giving their feelings on Elder Scrolls Online. And me, personally, I'd sort of like to say um, I was nodding my head in the car the entire time and completely back everything that they said about the game and about the uh, what's going on. So give it a try. Episode number 78 of Tales of Tamriel is really something special. You really should oh, listen to it. Oh, this is what you were raving about last night. It was and fantastic. Was like, no, I haven't made it there yet. And you were like, come on, let's do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, with that, take care, everyone. Be safe. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, may the force be with you.
I'm I'm in a cave. It shouldn't be hot in here. Well, is it a really deep cave and you're close to magma? Magma? Magma. No, but that's a good thought. Right? I know, you know, that I'm not telling the truth. I know, you know. I got my mom really good today with a joke. Oh, yeah? My uh, my nephew's over, so my mom was showing him her yearbook. And all the, <laughs> all the God, pictures. I can hear the politically incorrectness coming out, like, soon. <laughs> all the pictures are black and white. So he goes, Grandma, all the pictures are black and white. And my mom goes, yeah, that's before color was really out. <laughs> no. Like, as I'm walking past with, like, my cup of coffee and my PJs on it, I go, and just after cave paintings. <laughs> you jackass. He's going to hell. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> I'll save him a seat. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Mike's here. Hey, Mike, he has intelligence. Like little. Yeah. I died. You, it's all your fault. <laughs> it's uh, nice. Now I got to start over with nothing. I have nothing. Nothing if I don't have you. Sorry. Who's all down?